The Horrible Gamers podcast may contain content not suitable for all ages. Listener discretion is advised. Ladies and gentlemen, a horrible gamers podcast show number 345 being recorded on March the 14th, 2021. I'm one of your hosts, Jesus Gonzalez. Jesus walks out today. I'm joined by my friend from the West Coast, the best coast, Gunny Chief Henley Merrill. Welcome back, Henley. Welcome. Ah! Hey, everyone. How the hell are you? Mm, doing mighty fine there, partner. How you doing? I'm doing mighty fine myself. Nice. And from Little Ohio, eating all the tacos from the taco trucks, the Mayo, Steve Willier is back. Welcome back, Mayo. Welcome. Oh, hey, what's up, Jesus? And I am stuffed, dude. I had like 50 tacos today. So your stimmy check is gone. Yeah, you know. Your stimmy check's gone. No, the complex complex is paying for them. We're good. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> complex is gonna go broke paying I for forgot you live in luxury apartments yeah man what's gonna happen when you're you're renting like triples because they're tired of paying for all that shit yeah. they're like hey guys you know what that that fucking car wash we installed in the driveway isn't the best financial decision we ever <laughs> made <laughs> uh, we're not making any money off of that car wash now we're gonna charge you for it mayo yeah I can 500 imagine. bucks a month the, the outrage, I could see it now, or they just put a coin machine in the car wash and we'd like have to pay it with like quarters yeah. or something like that. I yeah. see that. To access this pool now, you must pay $10 to get in. You're going to start charging you for everything, man. Watch, oh, going to happen. This was just like an introductory thing to get you to move in. We have we have more than one nice apartment complex around here. I think it'll be okay. And then, and then like... You know, six months is up or something, Mel, and it's in your contract or something that says there's a new lease. There is another one about a block away, and it does have elevators. So, oh, that one does. Oh, so you don't live in the nicest one. You live in the hobo one. That one's a little older, but it has an elevator. Wow. But it's also a lot bigger, and it's almost like a hotel, kind of the way Mm. it feels. You get like a long hallway, and all your apartments are down this hallway, you know, to where mine is a lot more like individualized so like i have a couple rooms off of my hallway and that's it you know so i think that's okay mail because even the longer hallways with the elevator as long as you get to keep your butler he can go down to the taco trucks and get the tacos for you right and so i don't ever have to step outside does this does this hotel have the taco trucks as well do they also have no it is not i think we're the only one that has taco trucks you guys are the only i've never heard of an apartment complex with taco trucks but okay mayo okay and also, a special guest machine from the Twitch machine. Guys, what's up with all these Twitchers coming on our show? This is awesome. I love Twitch. Fudge. You like Fudge? Yeah, Fudge is fine. Whoa. Fudge is fun. But fudge what if it was... fine and fun. 
What if it was Grande Fudge? Fudge Grande is here! Woo! From Steam! From, from, from Twitch! I was about to say from Steam. Maybe he is on Steam, but from Twitch! Yeah! Welcome! Woo! Thank you. Thank you. Glad to be here. And technically, so, uh, I am on Steam. Big yeah, Steamer. Says here, uh, you are a pirate band singer, a mosh pit enthusiast, and uh, also a former Bethesda Software QA Ooh. staff member. These are true. These are very true. These are very okay. Okay, good. I'm, I'm running a background check on you right now. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like you're reading my Twitter cross reference. <laughs> He's a fake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Woo. Welcome to the show, Fudge. Yeah. Glad to be here. Thank you. You we 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 have rumors has it that you are related some way, somehow, to our previous Twitch guest. Right? Uh Italian Tigress, yeah. She's my uh my cousin. <gasps> oh, whoa. <laughs> she was awesome. Thank you for coming. Yeah, on. she really is. Yeah. yeah, her and her Tarkov talk made a few of our listeners want to play Tarkov, and I told them to don't not do it. Don't do it, Tom. What? Don't tell them that. Don't 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 do it. You gotta <laughs> let them make their own decisions on such insanity. I mean, yes, it is it's the like uh, fucking. It's like it's like wanting to play Russian roulette with the gun. Like fuck no, don't do it, dude. <laughs> it's gonna I mean, end bad for you. If you like games that induce, uh, you know, anxiety, high stress, and just repetitive feeling of being kicked in the genitals, Tarkov would be for you. Tarkov is, yes, that's what it is. That's all it is. (laughs) It's really what it is. It's like, do you hate yourself? Yes, go play this game. Nice. So, Fudge, thank you for coming on the podcast. Ladies and gentlemen. You can follow us on Twitter underscore horrible gamers. Leave us a review on iTunes on Google Podcasts. You can also leave us a thumbs up on Stitcher. Leave a heart on iHeartRadio. Uh thumbs up on, on Pandora. Listen to us on Pandora. Thumbs up on there. Listen to us on Spotify. Follow yeah, us. Yeah, Spotify. There. Listen to us on Apple Podcasts. Where the fuck else can you listen to us, Gunny? God damn it. I, we got Spotify. Pandora, well, I know that Alexa. Stitcher. Can play the latest episode you know, of the Horrible Alexa, Gamers podcast. Alexa can play the latest episode of the Horrible Gamers. Just tell her. Oh. Alexa, stop. <laughs> Got him. Yeah, she's back there. Alexa, stop. <laughs> oh, tell her stop, honey. It's still going. She's telling him. Yeah, she's telling you off, dude. He's about to smack her. I said stop. <laughs> Anyways, things. Horrible Gamers Podcast Community is our Facebook group. Join our Facebook group. Also, like our page on Facebook. We uh, you can leave us a review there as well. You can also support the show with the monies, like our friends have over at patreon.com forward slash horrible gamers. Like our friend Michael the Leahy Sitch, Jason Sams, Robert Noble. Sean Patrick, Chad Baderholic, Henley M, Jesse Kraft, Porchapu, The Mayo, Robbie Wheats, Adam Sunday, John Jerome, Evan the Smallest D Tanaka, Jonathan D D D D D D D D D D D 
I don't know how many D's. It's like a multi D. Multiple big D Hall. Bill, still even the biggest D, Garner the second. <laughs> Thank you for being Patreon machines. I love all of you. <laughs> Fuck you, Jonathan, you asshole. You made me read that. <laughs> Fuck. That's, that's too much. It's too much. Anyways, let's go into show feedback, ladies and gentlemen. Show feedback. Last week, we had a great podcast, I feel like. Yeah, it was a long some... one last week. You could tell we were a little tired, tired at the you end. You gotta go and stay for the rest. Mm, yeah, we got a little tired. Hmm. Okay. Baderholic said, hearing you talk about retro games on episode 344, I would like to see Gauntlet come back in an updated yes. version. I loved that game back in the day. I'm surprised it never made it. Like, it, Maybe it never did make it on console, but I've never mm. seen Didn't they it. make a version I've of Gauntlet? Seen... Like, what, like, maybe... Between five and ten years ago, hmm. On Steam, they did. I was thinking they did. I wonder if it's ever was it ever like the arcade version? It says here on Steam they made a remake. They made the remake came out in 2014. It's called Gauntlet: The Slayer Edition. It's like a remake. Yeah, you're right, Mayo. It's a remake of it. Yeah, I've not played it, but uh, yeah, it looks like modern. It looks kind of like Diablo. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. Isometric fucking view. Yeah, it didn't look the same. It didn't look the same at all. <laughs> no, not at all. But okay. No. It's a remake. I'm probably just it's, a cash grab, probably. We're probably trying to get some... 20 bucks. Let's look at the reviews here. Reviews say... Uh, showing 5,000 reviews with mostly positive. Mostly positive. Hmm. Their recents are very positive. Oh. <laughs> Whoa. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Okay. It's in my wish list. I can't Next. count how many quarters I sunk into that series. Oh yeah, that was a lot oh, of quarters God. I put in there. Fudge life. You could, if I remember correctly, Fudge, you could continue right with a quarter. Oh, well, sure. that was probably yeah. like every game in the arcade. Yeah, yeah. If you got, a, I was if like, you got dead. You uh, pop another quarter in, and boom, you're back in. Yeah, we. Because if a... your buddy put a quarter in, you have to put one in, right? Yeah. Oh, you got it. Yeah, it's solidarity. Yeah, we sunk about a half hour into it last week. Uh, we went to a. Uh, a bar slash arcade and all the games are free as long as you have drinks and so all you have to do is hit the start button and you get credit and so we we played for a minute on it did you play smash tv no they did. I, you know i didn't see that one there actually come to think smash. of it i didn't miss it until you said it but uh you know we got some of the uh, turtles and time in we did some gauntlet we did some pole position you know we did some uh miss oh, pac-man wow. we did some space invaders we did some tempest uh we played Damn. some classic pinball stuff but good times oh and i was looking something about this new arcade there's an arcade that opened up in uh where is it in in kentucky kentucky, kentucky. whiskey country <laughs> down in kentucky mm-hmm. oh i'm about to drive down to this <laughs> you're closer uh, either kentucky or tennessee one or two i'm not sure you know they're so like similar in my head Kentucky, Tennessee. That's, that's Nico. He can, he can tell you. He's, he's Tennessee. He's further down. Yeah. Them there folk there. Them folk down there. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They're all the same. Them Kentuckians and them Tennessee. Actually, they ain't. I think Kentucky's like the whiskey country and Tennessee's mm-hmm. more of the Bible Belt. Dry counties. Them there. Them there country. Them there country boys down there. Done open up an arcade real nice like. 
All right. Mm-hmm. They open up an arcade. Well, no, but listen, this arcade is supposed to be like the, the new hotness, man. Okay, it's the new hotness. No okay. one knows about this arcade, dude. It opened up like a week ago or something or two weeks ago. And like, no one knows about it. All right. Because of COVID, right? No one's going out. But this arcade is free. It's fucking okay. free. You could literally play any machine in there. And there's like, I think he has like 200 arcade or 300 arcade machines in there. Uh, and uh, there's couches and shit set up. There's like Xboxes and Playstations and fucking VR headsets set up everywhere and shit. And, and like... Apparently, all you got to do is, like, pay, like, for a fucking drink or something or, like, a yeah, soda or I something. Yeah, that's what mine is. It's so the one no, I have here. Listen, man, this, this, this is a new one, though, Mayo. Oh, okay. This is a fucking new one. Okay? All right. It's What's a new the one. twist? Give us the catch. The, the, the twist is this guy, okay, there was this, like, old abandoned, like, uh, what is it? Like, uh, like so, think of a store. Think of a store that's been abandoned. Kmart? No. Yeah. Kmart. Kmart. Okay. Okay. There's an old Kmart. And this crazy rich guy just fucking some, I think he won the lottery or something, but he like somehow got a lot of fucking money. So he just bought this fucking huge building and he was like, you know what? I've never been rich my life or something like that. So I'm just going to fucking build an arcade because when I was a kid, I wanted to have a huge arcade and I wanted to play all these games. So now I have the money I like and, now, and now I fucking open up an arcade and that's what he did. He opened up an arcade and he doesn't charge anything. So just come in here and play, motherfuckers. Have fun. All right? And this guy, yeah. All right, all right, Cunny. All right, Mayo. This Hell is yeah. this guy's dream, all right? Mm-hmm. I don't know what it's called. I like him. But I heard it's really cool. No admission fee. Just come in, buy drinks, play yeah, games. Just, That's cool. I think you said, think you said like, you could be there as long as you're buying drinks. Like You could just fucking chill with your friends or whatever and fucking play whatever for free. All right. It sounds like Mayo's bullshit arcade over there in Ohio, but this one's yeah. cooler because this, yeah, this one's probably not Kentucky. as big. Oh yeah, I'm sure that makes it way better. They probably have Smash <laughs> TV though. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right. But it was a really cool like story. Like yeah, it was like this guy. I, I think he said he started like his own company because as a kid he would like mow lawns or something to like get arcade money. So his parents made him mow like his neighbor's yard and shit to get arcade money, and he would do that. And he started like his own landscape landscaping company, and now he has a lot of money because his shit blew up or something. And uh, so he took all that money he's made from his fucking company and bought this fucking building and like renovated the inside, dude. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then and then also on top of like renovating the inside, he put like a bunch of Easter eggs inside the building, like hidden shit, you know, like from like turning video, video game games. type. Uh- yeah, like like, like Easter eggs, like, you know, like fucking, you know, like Mario's mushrooms and shit over here and random fucking hidden, like, all fucking certain video game shit over here, over like, you know, around the building painted and shit. So it, it seems like a pretty cool arcade. It's somewhere down yonder. I don't know where. Down in the deep south? There. I'm pretty, it was in the south, though. I know that because it was like in Tennessee or something. It, was, it reminded me of Captain Hook. So I think it was Tennessee. Okay, he was, yeah, he's down there. He lives Him and in Nico. Tennessee. Yeah. And Nico lives in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Okay, well then. So, <laughs> we'll so have to get him on out there. <laughs> Scout it out. <laughs> anyways. Anyways. Um Yeah. Um wait, hold on. Did I find it? Did I just find the website for this? Shirt pockets. Oh, we got some more feedback. Shirt pockets. Listening to this week's show was equivalent to drinking hot dog water. 
Also, this needs to be more Asian inclusive. I mean, I think he's right. We're not Asian inclusive enough, male. Yeah, something we need to work on. I have a couple oh, things I had. I had Chinese Asian. for dinner tonight, and I played Final Fantasy VII remake. There you go. See, and I love hot dog water. So you know, we're good. <laughs> You love hot dog. Water. I feel like we need to address the hot dog water. Right <laughs> Out of all no, that. I, I, I feel like we can't let that slide. That's disgusting, Why? Gunny. Why? Oh, when, yeah. When did you find your love of the hot dog flavor? Dude, powder? I'll tell you. Okay, okay. Forget the water. But when somebody's grilling hot dogs, there is like it does make my mouth water, but not the water. Okay. Okay. I changed that. Okay. That I accept little, this. That makes a little more sense. <laughs> no judgment. No but judgment. Like, the uh, what am oh, I thinking? What's that thing at the mall, Fudge, where you go and you buy the the pretzels? It's not Wetzel Pretzel, but it's not Cinnabon. Was it Ann's? Auntie we have Ann's? an Annie Ann's here. Ann's? Yeah, is that what it is? Like, oh, dude, yeah, I gotta yeah, yeah, yeah. buy the I gotta buy the pretzel bites with the hot dogs in them. Ooh. I had those yesterday. Those times, nice. oh, that sounds yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, fuck yeah, those are, those are good. I didn't, really, I didn't really dig into it a whole lot today, but today we went to the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And when you walk in, it's uh, you start off on the first floor, but there's a floor of zero, and that has like a beginning of the music, and it kind of works its way up to modern time, all these displays and stuff. But there's an escalator that takes you down, and right beside the escalator, like hanging over this area, it was a giant hot dog. It was probably maybe 15 feet long. I, I have no idea why. I, I didn't look into it yet. But I'm just like, what? It's like a giant ceramic hot dog. I'm like, okay. It's like, a giant hot dog. So there's like, has hot dog related to music? Like, is it related yeah, to music I, I, I honestly, I don't know. Is there like a giant singing hot dog at some point in the music industry? Don't know. Yeah, yeah, I can't think of how that correlates to rock and roll or even or any, anything, any kind of music. I know you won't be able to see it on the uh, podcast, obviously, people listening, but I do have it on. I did take a picture of it, so I'm going to send it to you on Discord. Okay. It's, it's probably the Oscar Meyer Wiener. All right, anyways. Yeah, I'll post it in general, but yeah, go ahead. Anyways, you can listen, <laughs> us, on, you can listen to us on Stitcher. But did you know, Gunny, that on Stitcher, you can also have access to ad-free listening, yes. exclusive content, and so much more. All you have to do to get all this awesome, awesome stuff is sign up for Stitcher Premium, Gunny. Use, use promo code HORRIBLEGAMERS when you're signing up to get yourself a free month of set Stitcher Premium. Sign up for $4.99 a month. It's easy to do. Use promo code Horrible gamers, all caps, no spaces. Thank you, Stitcher. Thank you, listener. And enjoy some ad-free content over at stitcher.com forward slash premium. Promo code horrible gamers. Now you can also enjoy that while wearing your favorite hoodie. No, what what could be better than your favorite podcast? And like right now, you're listening to your favorite podcast. Yeah, that's right. I declared it. This is your favorite podcast. It goes on the top of your feed now. Goes all in the top. Number one show. Your favorite. Most played podcast is this. All right. Now you're going to have to go buy a sweater or a hoodie or maybe an acrylic block or maybe some socks to go with your favorite podcast listening. While you're listening to us, you could be wearing the gear of the show. <gasps> 
That's right, Gunny. Go over to Redbubble, search for Horrible Gamers, click on the person wearing our shirt, and there you can buy over 70 items, including face mask, acrylic blocks, maybe some socks, maybe a clock. And for those who bought the don't clock, know. don't forget to change the time since we sprang oh. forward yesterday. Oh, fuck. Oh, yeah, that has or today, awesome. yesterday, yeah. something like that. Spring we went forward. ahead an hour. Spring forward, fall back. Ugh, stupid shit. Fucking A, damn it. They need to make that a law already. Just, just not That's what forward. my wife said. You really do. It's, it's annoying. Anyways, <laughs> I don't know what a red bubble. Get yourself some gear. And also, quick shout out to our friends. Follow and Twistix for the intro song to the podcast called The Breakout, especially show HGP Remix. And our friend Ricky Alfaras for the outro music to the podcast. Now, let's get talking about video games! Yeah! You ready? Mm, I'm ready. <laughs> I guess, ready? <laughs> are, we, are we doing this? What's yeah, going on? Maybe. Mm. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, video games. Yeah, we played them. You played them. We're here to talk about them. You're here to listen to us talk about them. Let's uh get into it. Let's start with our special guest, the Fudge Grande. Yeah, like the Grande Burrito from Taco Bell. That is a trademark Taco Bell name, not associated at all with Taco Bell. Fudge Grande is his own entity. Fudge Grande. What have you been playing? Yeah, yeah, man. So, okay. I've been playing uh, Dark Souls for the first time. Wow. And, uh, wow. I hate it. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. much. But Ooh, uh, about right. <laughs> I, I say that I hate it, but really it's kind of like I'm I'm feeling this sense of schadenfreude in regard to myself. Like, I'm taking pleasure in my own pain because it's abusive as a game. But, like, when I get the hang of something or, like, if I finally bypass this obnoxious thing... I really love it, but I hate it. <laughs> it's so upsetting. <laughs> you work so hard, you gain all these souls so you can level up, you die, and then you got to go get them back off the floor where you died, and you Ooh. die on the way there, and they're just gone. Yeah. Oh, so, like, avoiding... so if you if you die once you're on the way back, they're gone forever now? Yeah, yeah. So, like, okay, say, so souls is your experience point, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you're in a bad fight or you fuck something up or you fall off a cliff or, you know, something yeah. stupid, you die. All of your, your accumulated souls are there laying on the ground where you died. Okay. So you've got to go back and get them. Obviously, yeah. you've got to go back that way anyway to progress. But if you yeah. were to die in between where you spawned and going to get set souls, they just disappear. So all that, all that work is gone. Fuck. I yeah. hate when you like this. When you... Uh rest at a bonfire campfire i mean do, are you depositing those souls or just is yeah. it more of a save point it's it's a restora- health restoration or yeah it's health restoration it refills your potions called estus and you uh you can level up at those bonfires but like if you don't have enough points to level up you can't just stow them for later usage you either have to use them or carry them and there's no in-between. I don't know how it is in the later games in the series, because, like I was saying, I, I've been avoiding playing the series for years. So you're playing the first original game? Uh, I'm playing the remastered version, because one of my viewers picked it up for me. Nice. 
Yeah, shout out Aelstrom. I hate you and your stupid so, face. Love you, buddy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, the, so the remastered. What what are they? What are the enhancers? Just the graphics? Did they change the they, gameplay at they, all? They, they they definitely did a remap of the graphics, but they also apparently changed a couple of really minor things, like an NPC will spawn over here instead of over there. Oh. Um, they did a couple of bug fixes. Nothing super crazy. They didn't like. They didn't fundamentally just change the fucking game, make it easier. Nah, it's, or anything, right? it's no, no, same game, just better looking, different, <laughs> minor things nice. that aren't relevant to the gameplay at all. Um, on top of that, I play a lot of Escape from Tarkov, which has turned into like my Sunday staple. Uh, and that again is one of those abusive games where you play it, and if you screw up. Or you get killed by some guy, you know, camping in a bush somewhere. All your stuff that you brought in with you could potentially be gone. You know, it's it's not mm-hmm. like Call of Duty where you pick your loadout, you go, you die, you have the same stuff. No, I, I carry in a bunch of expensive crap, and I don't win. You know, <laughs> they can just pick it up and leave, and I won't get it back. Yeah. So that you know, I that, assume you got some pretty good items too. You said you have what, like thirty eight hundred hours in this game. Uh, collectively, since I started playing last summer-ish. Yeah, but th- it also accounts for hours that, like, I am asleep and the game is still running. So it's not an accurate, you know, depiction of math, but, you know, it's it's still a All lot. Right, so, so 3,700 30, 30, hours in the game. <laughs> <laughs> right, throw away 100 hours. Yeah. Uh, it's it's probably more like still you know, up there. Yeah. 1,800, 2,000 actual played hours in this yeah. game. That's fucking um, nuts. It's really addicting. Like, you know, outside of COVID, I was doing like full armored medieval combat, and you can't do that right now. So that adrenaline junkie. Wait, wait. So, so you avenue. were you were legit dress up in like fucking armor and go fight people? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I gotta talk about this, guys. Okay. Oh, oh, I gotta talk about combat. this. I'm playing airsoft. Uh, uh, so like, how do you get into this? Okay, so tell me. Okay, so like, you legit would like dress up like like okay like, like as a what do you what were you were you like a knight or what the fuck were you dressed up as? Uh, knight is my current rank. Yeah. Oh okay. Oh that's oh you have ranks in this. Yeah. All right. What do you there, so there, me and okay. me well, and Gunny are gonna come and join you? What do we start off as? Uh. Whatever you want, really. There's a bunch of different systems. There's a bunch of different games. There's like, okay, think of it like, um, all right, so back like 30, 40 years ago, a couple dudes said, hey, Dungeons and Dragons is cool. Let's do this for real. And they went out and they put on like, you know, clothes they stitched together. They made weapons made out of like solid rattan wood rods wrapped in carpet and duct tape just so they didn't absolutely destroy each other. And it evolved. There are a lot of different, you know, games out there. You got Darkon, you got your Dagger Here Battle Games, you got Amp Guard, which is, you know, a lot more like uh, youth friendly because it's not full contact. You got the SCA, which is, and this is going to sound, I, I still feel like it's stupid, but it's the Society for Creative Anachronisms, which they go way hard on like the realism spectrum. Like you got people out there that'll look at you sideways if you don't have the perfect stitching in your tunic, like that. And you've got things ranging from, like, foam buffer weapons to blunted steel. Like, actual steel weapons that you need to wear very specific safety gear and armor to even compete in. Like, so it really depends on what system you want to play with. If you're going to come out and fight with me, we're using uh, 
rigid polyethylene foam wrapped on fiberglass cores. So it's kind of like playing football, just getting the crap beat out of you. But there's also a magic system. There's, you know, potions, scrolls, classes. The list goes on. Sounds intense. Like my very first character out there was a cleric. And that was a lot of fun because I could wear any armor, carry any size shield, and use any type of blunt weapon I wanted. Hmm. And just batter the crap out of your best friend. It's great. More of a live D&D type thing. or That's That cool. system is, yeah, that's, uh, I started with Darkon, which they actually, there was a, a documentary on some years ago, which is not an accurate depiction of either the game or the community. We all kind of hated it, <laughs> but it's out there. Um, there's another one called Dagger here, which doesn't give a crap about any of the magic or the classes. It's just everybody can use anything, and they fight. They fight hard. Wait, but, you can uh, use anything? I, I mean, within like a set structure. Like In Darkon, you've got class systems, so you've got clerics can use blunt weapons. Thieves and assassins can use like short swords and daggers and this, that, and the other. Uh, there are size restrictions on shields based on your class. At Dagger here, you use whatever you want, however you want. doesn't matter because there's no class system. Amp Guard is way more in-depth. Again, this one's a lot more youth-friendly, so their combat's not full contact. It's more tippy-tappy, like lightest touch, we call it. So if I like tap you like this, you know, just a little eh, pop, that counts as contact, you hit. But they go far more in-depth into, like, you know... Uh, static magic like you have an invisible shield on you and it's worth x amount of hits and it's i'm not going to disparage an entirely different program i don't play that one because there's things about it i don't like uh <laughs> oh, i enjoy these clans gunny i enjoy the full contact really aggressive you know really you know sturdy stuff so no. I go for a game that allows me to batter the crap out of people and get battered in return. Like, I don't mind suplexing somebody wearing full plate. And I have. So how does this work? Is this more like, is it more turn-based as far as like, hey, I'm rolling dice or something? Or how does no. that, or are you just kind of verbally calling out? You guys are just like, fuck you, we're going to no, fight right now. No, no, there's no turn-based, there's no verbal, there's no dice or paperwork. I have a weapon. You have a weapon. I hit you. Hoping that I will hit you first. Lord Howe style. Like it. Hmm. Yeah. No, like we are fully contact. Like we're beating the crap out of each other. There's no who, if, ands, who, or buts. Who calls the rules then? I mean, is there like a referee or some shit running around? There's a rule book. Uh, and there are what we call marshals on the field. But for the most parts, it's honor based. Like it's kind of mm. like playing paintball or airsoft. Like Has anyone know, ever got in like. Has anyone ever gotten like super pissed off and just like fucking went all out? Like, <laughs> like um, fuck this shit. <laughs> yeah. Go get yeah, real mad. Yeah, die. Really, oh. die. Uh, well, there was this dude many, many years ago. The the monk class had uh, uh, an ability called monk hands, which means they could walk around and tap people with an open palm. And that would count as a blunt weapon attack. You weren't putting a lot of force behind this. You weren't aiming to like hit anybody hard. You were just going pop. That's a hit. There was a dude that we referred to as the triangle with legs who one day got a little out of control. And this guy also did a lot of actual martial arts in his, you know, outside time. Yeah. He had a bad day. And so he heel struck a dude wearing full plate so hard that he bent in the ribs of the plate mail twice 
and then did a strike to the guy's chin and oh. was summarily tackled and ejected from the program and banned. So, yeah, there have been people that have gone off, but it's very few and far between. <laughs> like, I could think of maybe three instances in the 17 years I've been doing it. Damn, and that one even cool. happened before my time. It's just so well known that it's still discussed. Wow. Yeah, because I'm picturing a, you know, a, you know, a hockey game fights out and yeah. breaks out in a fight, yeah. you know, or something. I'm fucking gunny, you motherfucker! You hit me right. wrong. You're gonna die. I'm gonna beat you with a big club, Jesus. I mean, I've never seen anything like that happen, thankfully, because there are a lot of people out there that could probably put a lot of hurting on a lot of other people. Because yeah. you know, it, it's played by all types. We got little guys, little gals, big guys, big gals. You know, in between, mm. outside the box, whatever. But a lot of these people do real martial arts on the outside and they take and apply that knowledge to fighting in a game that's not actually meant to do any serious damage to anybody. Like there's a, a couple out there um, called Inox and Fikes who do uh Kali stick training and they just beat the crap out of them. Like they use all that training and actually like go in and destroy on the field. It's great. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I think I'd rather have. I know where you're going, Fudge, because I'd rather have somebody who has that martial arts training because they're more. Uh, what am I thinking of here? More uh, disciplined. Disciplined. Thank you. Yes. Yes and no. Uh, but then there's that like, ego, right? There's that ego too. Oh, I kind of know they want to win. You know, I'm Cobra Kai, motherfucker. There you go. <laughs> That, that's actually a, a fairly poignant comment. Like, uh, there's a guy that used to fight some years ago who did wushu bow staff combat, but he could never, ever use a bow staff on the field because if he did, he'd be going for head and face strikes, which are illegal. So that kind of stuff, you know, you have to be conscious of what you know versus what you're allowed to do by the rule set. Because he could really hurt somebody doing that, and that's yeah, it's the opposite of what we're aiming to do. I've seen compound fractures happen. Um, I had, uh, yeah, this one, this um, the pinky on my right hand was dislocated in all three joints just because of a bad swing, and it was fifty percent my fault because I lost my grip on a spear, and my hand was open when a sword came down. You know, little injuries, big injuries, people yeah. get you know, people get messed up. It happens. I mean, but we all sign a waiver. We all know what we're going into, and. It's a lot of fun. It's not for everybody, but we enjoy it. But we can't do that kind of stuff right now. So steering back in, Tarkov is actually like a kind of a kind of crazily adrenaline rush when you play it because you get to this big mean gunfight. You're almost dead, but you've got that guy that you killed and all his stuff, and it's so expensive, and you just want to take it all and get out of there as soon as you can. You know, it's it became really really addicting. So in a COVID world, that's uh, you know something adrenaline junkies can still turn to, and even that has kind of waned now because you don't you, you're used to it after a while. You don't feel it anymore. So interesting. But uh, you wow. know, other games like uh, Unfortunate Spaceman. You guys played that one? No, this one is kind of no. like uh, Among Us, correct? It's like Among Us, but it's a full first-person shooter. It's completely free. It's on Steam. And, like, their money intake is through, like, uh, cosmetics. That's how they pay for stuff. People buy, you know, different cosmetics for their characters. And it's basically Among Us in a 3D first-person shooter graphic setup. It's dope. 
Oh, we played a goodness. lot of that over the past few months. Yeah, check this out. Yeah, yeah this no, looks still good. This looks cool. Oh yeah. Maybe we can make this new a community night. We haven't had yeah, one in a while. What the fuck are we yeah. doing playing Among Us? Let's play this, Mayo. We'll get with Leahy and some others, and mm. we'll I'll, I'll form a night here in the next week or two. Yeah, we gotta get this game. Since it's free, why not, dude? Get yeah, everybody in yeah. here. One of the coolest features about it is that it's got proximity chat. So, like, if you're out in the map somewhere, you can call out, and other people can hear you if they're within a certain distance. But, like, say you're alone off in a corner and the monster shows up, you're yelling, help, help, and no one can hear you, so no one knows that you're dead. And all oh, of a sudden, fuck. the monster is running around disguised as you, and no one's the wiser. Hmm. It's really interesting stuff. Oh, so somebody starts off as the monster itself, and they have to get, like, into somebody's... It's it's just... Well, no, it's just like Among Us. Everybody looks like a spaceman. Okay. But the monster can transform at will and then turn back. And if they kill somebody, ah. they can eat the body to like get health back and dispose of the evidence. But then they can choose at any point in time to disguise as any one of the players, whether they're alive or dead. Oh, shit. Hmm. Yeah, so a smart player can sow some serious dissent by saying, all right, I'm going to dress up as that guy and shoot somebody and then run off and change again to my original stuff and then come back. And be like, what happened? What's going on? Oh, it was purple. Purple shot at me. Meanwhile, the monster's now looking like they're mauve. And it's just like, what happened? I'm going to help you. I'm going to get you alone like that. so that you don't expect. That's a cool twist. Yeah. 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 yeah I like it. I mean, you've still got jumping through vents to go, you know, around the map. You've still got like a, a suspicion phase where you vote to see who you think is the bad guy. No. But everybody starts off with a pistol. You can find upgraded weapons in the map. It's a lot of fun, but the, the VoIP chat thing needs a little work because sometimes people's audio settings don't mesh well with the program and you just can't hear them. Mm. That's its only downfall right now. Hmm. Okay. Anything else you've been playing? Um, I mean, for the most part, I've been going through different games on my channel. Uh, I got done with the Dead Space series not too long ago. I did Dishonored. I've done all kinds of stuff, and I've been all over the place because I don't have like a... I'm not a one-trick pony. I like to do different series as I go through. I even went through and got Fable Anniversary and found a copy. Like, you have to hunt for a mm -hmm. code for Fable 3 on PC. Because Steam doesn't offer it through their store anymore, but if you find a code for sale, you can put it into Steam and it'll pull it down out of an archive server. No. Oh. How does Fable 3 run on Steam? Um, really well, actually. I played the hell out of it. And you can get the DLC for free. At this point, you just have to kind of do some fiddling with some files to integrate it and get it to activate. But you can mm -hmm. download all the source files for the DLC for free. Because I really liked Fable 3 on the 360 or the, yeah, the Xbox. Yeah, no, it, it played really well. It was really enjoyable. I mean, they did do the PC release long, long ago. It's just, for whatever reason, I, I don't know what happened. They just took it off the store and didn't sell it anymore. Mm -hmm. But do you they, can, you can get a code off like... One on Steam? Yeah, yeah do. the do anniversary is still there. I can't find a PC release to anywhere, not for love or money. I don't. I don't even know the one exists. If I'm honest about it, you know, with the the impending release of four, you know, maybe they'll uh, do like a remaster of the first trilogy or something. I mean, that would be really cool. I'd enjoy that. 
Has has that studio always been owned by Microsoft? Do you know? Was it Lionhead or something like that? I don't Lionhead. know if they bought them after or it started with Xbox or Microsoft or I don't, I don't know the know. history. I, I'm honestly not sure what happened with Lionhead. Um, I think they failed at one point and then might have been bought by Microsoft. Yeah, they, they had that. Do... They were doing that like almost like a private beta type style thing, like an invite only beta thing, which I've never seen gameplay of it. Yeah. And I think yeah. that was around when the Xbox One was released, but something that didn't grab me, I was like, eh, I'm not going to bother looking for a code or an invite to it. Maybe it had so, something to do with the Insiders program, but, and then, yeah, shortly after they closed that studio. Yeah, so 2016, Lionhead failed. That's when they failed. Yeah. And it was right after they released their uh, rail shooter for the, I think it was the 360? With the the Connect, it might have been 360 or it might have been very early for the Xbox One. Hmm. Probably early Xbox One, but they released uh, Connect Sports or something. I don't know what they did. Uh, uh, not sure. Well, one way or another, what happened was the Connect Rail Shooter was garbage. No one liked it. No one bought it. And then they canceled Fable Legends. That was it. Legends. Yeah. Yeah, that was their yeah. big game. That was the one. Were they trying to make that as a games as service? I, I wasn't. I'm not sure. I could be speaking wrong game. on that. Yeah, they were game. going for an online multiplayer with Legends, and it just it it didn't come to fruition for whatever reason. I guess they ran out of funding and just had to scrap the entire project when they fell apart because no one bought it up. Kind of heartbreaking, really. Yeah. But, so I'm, I'm curious to see what. Uh, I think it's Turn Ten that's working on the new one. Is it? Yeah. I mean, look, yeah. So long as Peter Molyneux keeps his fucking hands off of it, I'll be happy. <laughs> yeah. He didn't have much to say on that whole closure thing, did he? Uh-uh. Yeah. I, he made a lot of promises with that first trilogy, and they did not come through. I think he's yeah. a former EA guy. That's why. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. He made a lot of promises about that fucking shit. Like, you could do yeah. this, you could do that, you could do this. Yeah. You want to fucking... You want to live in the fucking Fable world, Mayo? Guess what? By the time Fable 3 comes out, you will live in that fucking world, motherfucker, you. Hmm. Yeah, he was Todd Howard before Todd Howard. Oh, yeah, yeah. Good, good comparison, yeah. I'm sorry, Todd. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, little they didn't do wrong on Fallout 76. Okay. Mm-hmm. I got a lot of feelings on that. I got a lot hmm. of feelings on it. <laughs> You you how how much did you play of it? Fallout seventy six. Um, I played for approximately fifteen minutes, um, and it crashed on me five times during those fifteen minutes, and uh, I didn't want to play it anymore. It I now it when it came to Game Pass, I downloaded it on Game Pass PC first, and fuck it if it didn't crash on me like four times. And then I went over to my Xbox and played it, and of course it ran fine over there. I don't know, maybe it works now. I just you know how those day one things work, but I played it with yeah. uh I played it with Nips. Not day one, but and, uh, it was day one on Game Pass. I played yeah. it on Game Pass on the PC and I didn't have any problems with it crashing. I just didn't know what yeah. I was doing for a while. The uh and, and this is coming from just the, the perspective of game development. It, when developing games, I saw a lot of like real high attention done to the console versions of anything console versions always got the most attention but that's because you have to pass a certification process to even get your title on a console 
you know, forty thousand dollars for a certification check seems yeah, like a drop man, in the bucket for some of these Steve. big companies. Steve, hey, so I got a question trash. about that, Fudge. Since you know more <laughs> Any about... trash on Steam, just go ahead, Gunny, throw your trash on there. So, so how do games Steam. like, if if you know, how do games like Cyberpunk or maybe something like that, like how does that pass certification like on Xbox? Maybe even the original. So did they just not do it because it's Cyberpunk? It's such a large studio. Like how the fuck does that uh, even work? No, they did it. Um, all right, so here's how it breaks down. The all right, when you submit for your certification, you're submitting oftentimes a broken version of the game. But when you submit, you also can submit a report saying we are aware of X, Y, and Z bugs. And so, so long as those bugs are on the report and you have a roadmap to fixing them by release date, so long as the certification team doesn't find anything else that's damning, it'll pass. It'll pass the certification even in a broken state, simply because you know and acknowledge that the bad bugs are there. Right, so you know they can that be worked on. Cause, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like things that you know are there are are fine to mention. But if the certification team finds things like um, a crash caused by going down Golden Path, and if you're not familiar with that term, Golden Path is the direct point between the beginning and the end of the game. Golden Path, not including any side questing. If you can finish the game from point A to point B with a clean Golden Path, you will pass. But if you have a break that is not on that list on Golden Path, that's a failure, immediate failure. And I did play through most of Cyberpunk. I got to the point at the end where it's like you have to pick between, I'm not going to say it because some people probably haven't played it, but basically you have to pick between who's going to die at a certain place. I got just past that and I, I put it down because honestly, the game was way overhyped. I didn't enjoy it half as much as I was intending to, but I didn't have any failure in golden path, but that game was broke as shit. No question. What, what did you play it on? My curiosity. PC. Did you play it on PC? PC? Uh, AMD, AMD or Intel or Intel. Okay. Yeah, I played it on this monstrosity right here. Full spec list on my Twitch channel, by the way. And uh, so was that... So tell me, was that before... Before how many patches or or was there any patches during your... The time you played it? And I played oh, it just on curious. launch. I played it on launch. Um, and day one patching is ideal for things that you know are going to be broke. It's almost requisite for you passing certification. But the thing with PC games is there's no certification. You can put any trash yeah. on PC. Like on Steam, they don't care. You want to upload a shit game to Steam? Go ahead. Have fun. Yeah. Steam gets, it's, Steam it's gets the wild their money. West out there. Yeah, Steam gets their money. They don't care. You know, all these private launchers, they don't care. Either. They're just making all their money. That's why I'm saying, like, console games seem to get a much higher level of attention simply because, you know, if you're putting it on Xbox and PlayStation, you're paying $80,000 to make sure that happens. And I'm not going to sit here and pretend that there aren't some games that got through that certification by way of bribery. You know, it... I always wondered that, Fudge, because I thought, I know that some, where I'm thinking like, yeah, were there some, uh, were there some money kind of, you know, traded hands here? What's going on, you know? 100%, that happens. Like, that, like look, that 100% happens. 
and I'm not going to point any finger at any particular studio, Ubisoft, um, <laughs> and like <laughs> act like it doesn't because it they obviously release busted product on consoles. No question. Ubisoft released um, what was it? Assassin's Creed Unity, and their big shtick was oh yeah, hey, big multiplayer. You know, bring in your friends, and the actual multiplayer function did not work for the first couple months for something a like that yeah and it, it was related to this patch versus this version of the game versus you know they they didn't they did not do a good job of testing and the test consoles used by the certification team were either way lucky or there was some other underhanded crap going on and i'm more inclined to believe it was the latter uh you leave ubisoft alone i how can't dare you how I fucking can't. dare you hey so I, fudge what's I, going I, on with the old that's this bullshit slide with their fucking trash they release on skyrim on playstation 3 how did that get passed that shit you couldn't even save a fucking save <laughs> it file never no there. it never did uh, get passed hey, look, right or oh that, actually uh, maybe it did that was before my time i don't know fucking anything skyrim about skyrim was trash on the ps3 that I shit could not even work my biggest no, problem is I'm talking PlayStation 3. Hey, look, that's PlayStation 3, man. I can't speak on that. Right, man. The only thing I had a PlayStation 3 for was to be able to play old PS1 games and have Netflix at the same time. You, you, you know I know nothing about these things, Jesus. <laughs> what is this council talk? Man, I was like, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> you know who doesn't allow this shit? Nintendo, man. Nintendo makes sure Mario fucking works, motherfucker. Yeah, he does. Nintendo releases the cleanest products out there, and no one can argue it. Yeah, that's the truth. You never like you've never seen like a Zelda game release and everyone's talking about hey, you know how Zelda that fucking shit's so glitchy, oh they're so fucking <laughs> late. Like you never hear that, dude. Never <laughs> Even was. without a day one patch. Like, yeah, the only I thing I can think I of is like think... Breath of the Wild when it would have the frame yeah. dips, you know, it dipped down to fifteen frames, but it still gets game of the year. <laughs> you know, so But like the game is not broken. Like right. fundamentally the game is still there, still runs yeah. good. Yeah. I've never in my life had a Nintendo game that didn't. Like you've never had a Bethesda-style bug on a fucking Nintendo. Game. Yeah, I can't even think of the last time like going back on a Nintendo console. Like last time I had a crash. Yeah, probably the regular NES. The maybe. fucking Switch, dude. You can leave the Switch on for <laughs> like leave that fucker off and come back like a week later, and the shit is still right there where you left off. You're like, oh, okay. Yeah, I did that the one day with uh, one of the games. I think we had like a Mario Party game on, and we kind of yeah. closed it. It was late at night, and we finished the game, but we didn't like close it, close it. Yeah. And I come back like three weeks later, and it was like, now playing or something like that. And I just ended up really hit A, <laughs> and it went right to exactly where we were like standing in the lobby still. And I'm like, yeah. it was like that instant resume feature almost, you know, but it was like instantly we were right there standing in the lobby. I'm like, damn, we had this game basically running this whole time, you know? Yeah, it's I couldn't believe wild. it. <laughs> now, yeah. I will say this for PC games released by these companies. Putting games out on a console is a lot easier simply because there is a uniform set of standards. Mm -hmm. The specifications of that equipment does not change outside of like a newer version of the console. And even then specifications are tested with that product. You don't have a uniform PC. No two people are likely to have the same exact PC with the same exact program, same exact drivers, unless everybody's buying the same cookie cutter machine out of a big box store. And even then people will change those 
They'll have different programs, different drivers, different patch updates. Somebody didn't update Windows for another six months. It's impossible to test for every specific instance of a PC setup with programs. Mm -hmm. You just can't do it. And having done a lot of the testing with a lot of different swapped out hardware, RAMs, graphic cards, man, when I was working on Wolfenstein, the old blood, I sat in front of five towers going back and forth, playing through a vertical slice of the game, swapping hardware out in between each playthrough. I tested dozens of graphics cards with dozens of processors and RAM chips and all manner of crap. It just, even then, that took weeks to do with a release version. And still, there was more stuff that we could have been testing with. There were cards that we didn't even have. That was back when, uh, what was it, the Titan card, the Titan X, mm -hmm. was like the thing everybody wanted, despite the fact that it wasn't meant for gaming, it was meant for um, CAD. Right. But everybody wanted it for their game rig. Because still, it was like the most expensive card. People associated yeah. value with the card. You know, like, oh, it's the most expensive graphics card. I need it. I don't know. My fucking yeah. boss had that shit in his fucking PC, but that's because he was doing that CAD bullshit, you know, for machining fucking 3D programming shit. Yeah. <laughs> but like, the point I'm getting at is like, you can't test and try everything. So PC stuff's going to be broken some places. It's going to work wonders for this guy, but the guy over here with stuff that's like six months out of date, his might not even launch. You know, what? That's why they okay, so, so minimum specifications. What is what is okay? Yeah, okay. So I was gonna about to ask this. So when say you're working for whatever company X Y Z, and you're testing a game. Right now, say right now they're testing the game, and they're testing the next big title this year coming out this fall. If you're the company, what are you? What are you making your testers test on? Are you telling them, okay, motherfuckers, you need to test on a thirty ninety? For high end, what's what's the middle? Like, okay, what's the middle of 1080 Ti, or what the fuck is the middle? Like, what? what? It depends on how strong the game is going to be, like how graphically intense it is. I mean, you've got games coming out in 2021 that don't require more than the specs of a cell phone to play, but they're still True. awesome. Among Us, one of the biggest games of 2020, yeah. was designed for a cell phone. So a PC release of it was tested on what, like. Nothing. you know laptop <laughs> integrated yeah right yeah like yeah like you didn't need anything crazy so i mean that's going to be different for every game but like, say you're releasing I... like a huge triple a title like a huge open world title that's super graphics it's modern graphics it's it's next gen shit this is coming on the ps5 on the xbox series x mm -hmm. this is next gen shit what are you testing it on I mean, next-gen shit, you obviously got to test top-of-the-line stuff, so you're going to go for the 38000 series. For middle-of-the-road middle stuff, I'd say a 1060. Bottom road? Here's the thing. They can't just test for the highest common denominator. They got to test all yeah. the way down to see where their product stops working. Like, it's not about seeing what runs it best. It's about seeing what can't. So once you get down to the level of what can't, I mean, they're going to go down to budget builds, like $100, $200 graphics cards, just to make sure that even in the lowest setting, it can or can't be run. So well, I mean, That's a potential sales for him. I mean, if, if Gunny exactly. over here had a really old card, he yeah. may be interested in getting this game, and he might be looking at the software specifications on the back, and he'd be going, well, I, I can Give technically play this, you know, or I meet the minimum, I can play this game, you know, it may not be good, but I know I can play it. 
So I'm sure they do know they can probably <laughs> gain sales by doing that. It'll launch. It'll launch. I can see the title screen. Yeah. It took 20 minutes, but it got there. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, they'll they'll also test on things like, as a benchmark, they'll use frames per second. If you're getting like 10, 15 frames per second, they're probably going to say you don't want to use that piece of hardware and it doesn't meet the, the minimum specification. But again, that's all dependent on variables. Hmm. If you're running it on low everything and it's still getting 10, 15 frames, they're probably going to say you shouldn't run it with that. And then people are going to be like, oh, well, it says I don't meet the minimum required specs. Cool. But if it said that you could run it, but they didn't say it was going to run like trash, then they'd be mad at the game developer. Like, but it says this meets the minimum requirements. Why is it crap? Well, we knew it was crap. We just said you could run it, not that you'd enjoy it. You know, they, they can't they can't do that. I mean, that's, you know, tantamount about getting sued. Sucks. Anyways, anything else you've been playing? I mean, for right now, no. Nah, I mean, that's that's pretty much where I've been. Like, mm. I did do Cyberpunk. Like I said, I've been playing a lot of games randomly throughout the the last few weeks and months, trying to you know just do stuff. I mean, yeah. uh, a lot of my free playtime is uh, spent doing not gaming. Um, like, I run tabletop games online for people sometimes. You know, it all it all really depends on what I'm feeling. Cool. You know, one nice. game I really am waiting for them to expand on is called Zelter. Uh It's like a, a top-down, seven days to die kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like uh, it, it's like a 32-bit zombie survival with crafting. It's simple. Cool. It's fun. I really enjoy it. It's nothing crazy, but if you just want to like wind down and play something like that, I mean, it's really fun. But I'm waiting for them to implement multiplayer because it really would benefit from having that. Because right now you got to go out in the world, you got to worry about food and drink, you got to sleep. But when zombies are attacking you at night, you're spending your whole day out there trying to collect supplies. You can't really do a whole lot of sleeping. You got to rely on uh, luck in a lot of cases. Yeah. You know? Nice. Um, oh, and uh, if none of y'all played Blair Witch. No, I never once. did. On no, I never. Uh, even though that was on Game Pass, I never yeah. downloaded it. Oh, that is intense. Try that one. That's uh, that's some stuff. <laughs> that's uh, it's it's actually got a bunch of different endings that I didn't go through because I ran through it. I think uh, I think I played it last Halloween and just blasted through the whole thing in one sitting and just ooh, that was a ooh, that was an experience. Is it is is really. Weapons aren't much of a thing. You got a flashlight, though. Better love that thing. <laughs> Make that your best friend. All right. Well, yeah. hmm. speaking of best friend, I played Apex with one of my best friends this week, Mayo. Who, me? What's not you? What? Wait a minute now. <laughs> I, 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 yeah. We played together after the podcast last week, so you can't We did, me. but then I played with my other best friend, but Brink not, of Eternity! Oh, I'm not your best friend anymore. Oh my gosh. Me and Brink played, and well, me and you played Mayo. Yeah, we played a little bit, but it was like, ah. Those of us didn't count. They were, ah. Yeah, they didn't, didn't count. Want to okay. be carried. Okay. Well, I, played, I played with Brink, and Brink clutched it. Like, he nice. legit clutched a win for us. It was like, me and the other guy went down, and he legit, like, did some 
some ninja skill shit. Like one v three ninja. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, like one v three, like switching guns, fucking, you know, like all kinds of cool shit. And then he got us the win. It is was, he still it was using? Intense. Is he still using Rambart? So is he putting? Yeah, the, he uses Rambart the, quite the a bit. He was the big machine gun thing. Yeah, he was using. He was using a different character this time around. I think he was using Lifeline this time, and uh, but he still got us the win. It was it was pretty dope. Oh, that was the only one we got that night, though. <laughs> we just kept losing. But it was fun. Apex is cool. It's still being Apex. I did play it on my Switch like I said I would. It took forever to download. The Switch downloads so slow. It's just because it's... It does. Whatever. It's because it's whatever. It's because it's that fucking cell phone memory in it or whatever. <laughs> uh, but, uh... So, I launched it on my Switch. It it You can link your origin... Link your EA account to it. But EA has has not implemented like cross progression, which is something that I think they have failed miserably at. Mm. Where so I I'm feel be like starting over. Yeah, yeah. Like it feels like yeah, like you're starting over, and it's like why, why, like why isn't there cross progression? Everything else has it. Call of Duty has it. Fucking Fortnite has it. Everything has cross progression already. Like in multiple systems. Why are you not letting people do this, EA? Hmm. And I get it because they're giving away the battle pass. They probably don't want to do this yet because you know they're giving away thirty levels, and they're like, "Oh, we just get people to buy the battle pass," you know. Um, but anyways, on the Switch, uh, Apex Legends looks like trash. <laughs> it is. It's, so it's are you running this on on the handheld itself, or are you on the it on, con- on the TV? It, it was it was bad on both. It was like, oh my god, this is 1080p. Oh my no, god, no, it was like upscaled. Seven- 720. I don't, I don't even know if it was 1080 on the TV. I don't. Maybe it was. It just looks so bad, and it's just. I know why it is. I know why it's why I think that is because I've been playing on PC on ultra settings for yeah. the last two years. So it's like, uh, yeah, you go from that to like a cartoony, like, like on the Switch, it looks like a cartoon. Like, I'm not kidding, man. It looks like a like, like a Saturday morning cartoon or something. Like, you're, you're playing Fortnite. <laughs> Yeah, why, why am I playing a cartoon all of a sudden? That's what it looks like. It looks all pixelated, kind of. You can see the, the pixels. It looks like a cartoon, and I did not like it at all. I I, I couldn't get into it, dude. Hmm. I did the training, and I, I thought I was going to launch it to a level, and I never did. I was like, yeah, I can't do this. So, <laughs> yeah, I didn't, uh, didn't go, really Go play it at 720p on the handheld. It's, not, it's just not... Not a good experience, dude. And yeah, it, I couldn't imagine this being. I mean, it, they opened up crossplay, right? So mm-hmm. that's going to be crossplay with PC and Xbox and PlayStation. You're going to get destroyed. Right? So yeah, you're going to come in, and so if you haven't played Apex before, because let's face it, if yeah. if you are playing it on a Switch, you don't own it anywhere else. No, you know, for the most part, like I, you know, you're an exception. I would be an exception, yeah. but you're probably going to get wrecked to get going there against people that have been playing for the last eight seasons. And yeah. then you coming in trying to Fucking play it new. on the switch and just brand new trying to figure but you know what, out. you know what, you know what I don't understand is how, how Fortnite can look and play so well on the switch. But I mean, it can play well on a phone, I guess you're, I could argue that, but anyways, like Fortnite can play so well on anything, and it's just like, 
you bring Apex, and Apex doesn't translate well to that cartoon style. So that means Apex could never be on a cell phone. It wouldn't work. It would. Mm-hmm. It just wouldn't. Like for some reason, dude, Fortnite on the Switch looks like Fortnite on the PC. Like yes, on the PC you can turn on higher settings and make it look a little bit better, but for the most part, you look at Fortnite on the Switch. You're like, oh, that's Fortnite. That's just normal Fortnite. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's like no compromises there, really. You know what I mean? But when you turn on Apex on the Switch, it's like, whoa, dude, like this is 30 frames. It's not even 60. You're compromising there already. You're losing half the frame rates, you know, that most people are playing on. And it looks cartoony as shit. <laughs> you think after a couple updates, they can get it to kind of be in that Fortnite style shit type like situation? Super cartoony? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what else they could do, man. The game telling you it looks bad. It looks, but I mean, hey, it's free, I guess, right? right. It's it's free. And I guess if you again, if you never played it, I mean, I guess it's an option. Yeah. You can get your feet wet with it, but how does you know? This makes me curious. Like, I, I want to buy like Skyrim and The Witcher on the Switch to see how they look because hmm. <laughs> they don't, don't look. It. They can't. They can't possibly look cartoony, can they? No, now, was it, okay, I played Monster Hunter, of course, on the Xbox One X, whatever I got out of it, eight hours, ten hours, and I ended up downloading the demo on the Switch when I had a Switch, and I was like, whoa, this game looks super cartoony, and it wasn't even, like, the same game, like, they even changed it, probably just so it fitted on the Switch. I'm just saying, like, like, these games, you know, like, control and, and... Resident Evil and shit that's coming out on everything that comes out on the Switch, like Doom and shit and and fucking Wolfenstein, all this shit that comes out on everything else that comes out on Switch can't possibly look like a cartoon. But Doom <laughs> can play on anything. Are you saying that Control got a release on Switch? Yeah. How did I miss that? <laughs> I, I, that I that is that, one of the most beautiful graphically intensive games I've ever played. That's on the Switch. That was my game of the year last year. <laughs> yeah, that was... <laughs> so good yeah we, yeah. we really enjoyed like, the game i actually had to track down a copy of alan wake just because of the end of the last dlc <laughs> did, did you know pudge that uh the new games that they are working on is all going to be in that same universe mm. they're time yeah. they're going to be excited. all excited yeah i can't wait like i want to I, I want that new alan wake game so bad uh, i want to see the controls yeah, so I've bad American like, Nightmare. i was like what happened what's going on we need a new one um, not didn't they run this out week. of funding? Didn't they run out of funding when they were developing Alan Wake Two, and it turned into American no. Nightmare? It was just like yeah. a piece. Yeah, they ran out of they ran out of money, so like, you know, this is a demo. Fuck it, let's release it. <laughs> and they realized, oh, oh yeah. shit, people still like this series. People still want to play this. Oh, we didn't know, guys. Sorry, eh? Wasn't there been I a mean, point though, like Alan Wake, you couldn't even buy it on PC anymore, no, you and they couldn't. stopped selling yeah, it. Yeah, it was definitely some right kind of kind of came on. back. Well, the thing what happened was with Alan Wake, uh, the studio that originally made it or something got shut down, and then they they lost rights to the music. That was, that was it. The music, yeah. <laughs> the fucking music. They lost rights to the music, so the people that made the music were like, "Fuck you! You can't sell that game anymore because you're using our music." And Microsoft was like, "Well, fuck." Uh, hmm. right, what do we do now? So they had to like legit pay these guys to have them release the music to get like another license for the music to be able to play the fucking to sell the shit again on digital. So they like actually made a deal with them somehow and 
Maybe they said, hey, you'll get so much per copy of the games being sold. I don't know. All um, comes yeah. down to money, man. It's all about the money. Legit. Like, yeah, like the people who made the, the soundtrack were like, fuck you. You guys didn't pay us enough the first time. <laughs> we're getting paid. <laughs> you guys ain't selling this shit again. <laughs> yeah, no, I 100% agree with, you know, Control being game of the year. Yeah, it should have awesome. been. 100%. Um, that was our number one. Especially other games on PC. That are, the way it played that on game PC. That I played this week. Um, what was it? Uh, oh, I signed up for uh, Game Pass again because I wanted to play Flight Simulator. And then I went to download Flight Simulator and it was like, okay, this game is like 100 gigs or 90 gigs. And it installs that. And then it's like, hey, uh, Hey, welcome to Flight Simulator. Do you want to install the rest of Flight Simulator? I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, uh, it's 175 gigabytes. Uh, Still what hard drive? Call of Duty. What hard drive do you want to install this on? And I'm like, uh, uh. and I was trying to get it to install into my like my S my NVMe drive, and it wouldn't. It wouldn't let me. It was like, you can't install games there. And I'm like, what the fuck? You just installed yourself there. What do you mean? I was oh, like, no, yes, we can't, we can't. Windows, the word BS. You have to do some stuff in your settings. and We can't do it there, guy. And I'm like, ah, oh. okay. Then install into my C drive, which is my normal SSD. And I was like, fuck it, I'll do it there. But now it took me about legit, honest to God, like a fucking hour and a half of downloading pack, fucking the Botswana voice pack. Botswana Airport 1. Botswana Airport 2. And then... What fucking different countries and fucking oh, voice yeah. packs. I'm like, why do I need these voice packs, motherfucker? Uh, I'm never going to fly a plane to Africa, Mayo, in the fucking simulator. I'm never going to do it. But now that it's there, I guess I could. Yeah. And I'll, and I'll get the actual the fucking voice of the people at the airport. In <laughs> <laughs> their native language. <laughs> but, but we can still give this game credit because it still is a smaller download than Call, Call of Duty. Duty. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and it's realistic. Like you're getting world, you know, real yeah. world stuff. You're getting like, and not like, just that, real world but weather, you know, and you're getting real world weather and real world flights. Yeah, like if you're at the air, if you're at the airport, like say you you say I go to the Portland airport and I fucking park there and I open up a laptop and I run this game and I'm playing it. And I'm online. Whatever fucking airplane is coming in and landing at the time, in the game, it's landing at the same time. Like, mm -hmm. it's the same exact airplane, same exact fucking model, the same tail number, the same airline, everything the same. It's landing at the same time. Same rain. What, same rain. It's fucking nuts how they achieve that. That's It's like a fucking feat, dude. Like, how, how do they do that? That's magic. Magic. It's actually really scary to think about. Yeah, literally, right? Somebody you can, can track, use that for some yeah. real nefarious means. Right, you're you can track any, any real airplane, real time, you can track it in Flight Simulator. <laughs> I'm assuming there's probably like real shit that you can't track, probably like Air Force One. <laughs> you could probably never track that. <laughs> probably not. You can yeah. fly it, though. You could try, though. You try. Yeah, you think you can fly it in the simulator. Pretty sure you could fly it. I you fly know. a bunch of different planes. You, they have so many style of planes, and everything's in VR now too. Like every single plane is in VR. Like every oh, single wow. like cockpit, you can play it in VR. It's fucking nuts, dude. Um, but anyways, enough of the fucking 
bullshit Microsoft Flight Simulator that I did not play. Uh, what else did I play this week? Um, I went back and played a little bit more Mordhau. Oh, I haven't played that one in a while. I think it's still installed on my PC. I just haven't gotten back to it. <laughs> Mordhau. <laughs> still got the loot guy. Uh, still got the loot guy. Now there's like there's the guys running around with the, the squeaky voices. There's still those guys. Uh, just still those guys that scream really weird and they're still <laughs> any new modes that we can uh, jump into or no they have the 40 versus 40 mode they have a 63 versus 63 mode or 23 versus 23 mode they got the skirmish mode which is like um you just fight for first like spots like kind of like conquest or something like like control the battlefield the three battle three points you whatever there's one that has that too that the three points where you're pushing the enemy back to a certain spot and then the king spawns and you gotta kill the king there's that one as well and there's a new mode called siege and that's the one i think we played that before as well mm-hmm. where you're like uh you're like invading a town or whatever and you gotta kill all the peasants in the town and you gotta kill once you kill all the peasants and the servants then you gotta go and kill the royal family or something like that so the royal family spawns and they go hide in this room and it's like everybody on the other team has to defend them or whatever, you know what I mean? And then there's other there's other royal members of the family around the map as well. Like, they're scattered around, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's like the main king, queen, and the princess or whatever, and they're like in this room. And then there's other people of the royal family or the courts or whatever. They're around the map, and you got to protect those people too. But if, as long as one of those people survive, no matter who... The, the defending team wins, but if the enemy team kills them, then you're kind of screwed and you lose. Um, but yeah, Mordhau, it's it's a fun game. Uh, still run it's still well. difficult. Could you, huh? could you do it in real life, Jesus? No. no cannot right? Just go out there with a staff. And start <laughs> staff people. Yeah. Uh, but, but one game that I did play that is something I want to talk about. It's a new game just came out this week. Uh, so if you're looking for something new to play on Steam, this is out. Uh, let's look. Let me look up. This, I'm gonna, you know what? I'm gonna give you guys the, the exact information. Uh, hmm. I'm gonna give you all the information in this game that I can give you right now. <laughs> so this game, okay. Is a narrative-driven hardcore hardcore RPG set in a gritty world ruled by real but unrelenting gods. Set on a challenging lifetime journey where every choice has a price and entails consequences. Will you become an inquisitor, a judge, or conspire against the old order? You dare to decide. This game is called The Life and Suffering of Sir Bronte. Hmm. And um this is a this is a new game on on Steam right now. It's available, I believe, on Epic Games as well. Maybe some good old games as well. Um, it's out on a lot of shit. Okay, right now. All right, mm-hmm. just stop asking questions. It's out on everything. Okay, I'm looking it up right now. I'm looking at this. So this game starts off as a. It's not okay. It's not graphically intensive. You are reading a lot, and you're you are pretty much starts off, and it shows like. It's all like like kind of like very minimalistic art. Think of um, that other game, Return of the Obra Dinn, something like that, right? Where you got like this journal, and you got this, this this art style, whatever. But it's more like you're looking at this journal, and this guy talks about he's like, all right, he's like, uh, it's been 28 years or whatever, it's been 29 years. Like, my time is finally coming to an end, 
now. I need to sit down and I need to go back. I need to write about my life. Someone needs to know what happened. Like, I need to remember what happened. I need to show so someone needs to remember my life. So I'm going to write down everything that happened in my life. So it starts off and this dude opens up this journal and he starts writing. And it starts chapter one and chapter one, it says, okay, you're going to start off as a child. And it says, like, these are the perks that you're going to be able to, to like, earn as you play to the level or to that chapter or to those, the youth or whatever. You're going to earn these perk points. And one of them is, like, a, like attentiveness, uh, like, how cunning you are, uh, how, how perceptive you are of things. And uh, so you start off, the game starts off where you were born into this world. And this world is based in like the, I want to say the year is like 1100, you know, so it's like in the 1100s, some made up country. I forget what the country's called. It has a name. They have a name for the city that you're born into. And it starts off where you are being born. And as you're being born, you can choose to, you have to choose who do you want to side with. And there's like a like a lady that you you see this person's face and it's a woman, and she's very caring. She's very her face seems very caring, very loving. When you look at her, you feel nothing but comfort and like peace. Like like you feel like that person loves you. And then you see another face and you see this is like a man, but this guy's face he seems like he loves you, but he's more stern. He's more more like he he's gonna love you, but he's gonna teach you how to like learn pain and learn how to deal with it and and a little bit more sturdy with you or whatever right and then and there's a third figure in the background it's a shadow and the shadow is very mysterious you don't understand the shadow you don't feel anything when you look at the shadow but it's there and you can choose to go after the shadow and, and reach out to it so this is you being born so as you're being born you have to choose and it tells you like what do you want to choose so you can choose to go with the lady who's very loving and caring you choose to go with the guy who's like a very stern person, but they still love you, but they're they're very like, you know, like by the rules or whatever. Or you go with the shadow person or whatever in the background and, and learn what, what mystery lies ahead or whatever. So I chose the woman because I was like, ah, oh, whatever. She seems like a loving person. Why the fuck would I choose the shadow? That's kind of weird. And then you're born pretty much. And it says you're born, you know. And as you're as you're as you're reading the the story, right? As because you know it's like text, right? So you like turn the page, and it's the next page of the chapter of your story of your life. There is music in the background, you know. So it's like constantly in the background. There's like this piano or this violin playing, and like when you're born, you hear a baby crying. You hear like the cries of a baby, you know. Or when you you're like you walk into a room full of people, you hear like voices. Uh, when you like they're talking about a carriage going by. You hear like the the horse's hooves or whatever hitting the, the pavement. So they do have like sound effects in the story as you're reading it, you know, as you're turning the pages or whatever. Um, but pretty much, so this world, it's it's a weird world that you're born into, right? So there's this world that you're born into, male, and there's there's these gods called the twins. And the twins are these gods that everyone follows and everyone listens to them, and they have these these like specific fucking rules for the people that live in this world. And there's three types of people that live in this world. There's the the lowborns. So this, this is legit what they're called, the lowborns. And the lowborns are like the peasants of this world. They're like the hobos. They're like, like you, you are the lowest of the low. You're never going to be anything more than the lowborn. You can 
you can become something more than the lowborn, but you have to work hard to get there. And it's only if one of the persons in your family is not a lowborn that you even have a chance to become something more than a lowborn. Then there's the uh, the people above the lowborns, which are like, what the fuck are they called? Um, they're the nobles. They're, they're called the nobles. And these people are like, uh, they're like the high people. They're like societies. Like They're like the elites, like the rulers, right? They're like the rich people in this world. And they can... They're always above the lowborn. They could tell any lowborn at, at any time to do anything they want them to do, and they, the lowborn must listen. If the lowborn does not listen, they can be punished. They can be beat. They can be fucking killed. You could, you know, anything, you know. And then there's like these other people called the Arcanians or something like that, and they are above all humans. And they, they're, they're pretty much humans themselves. They are humans. They look like humans. But they're a special race of people that were chosen by the gods to be the elite of elites. They're like the one percenters, motherfucker. They're like they're like Jeff Bezos, like the riches of the rich. You know what I mean? Like these people are like fucking royalty or whatever, right? So you live in this world and you are born as a lowborn to this mother who is a lowborn. She is a lowborn, but your father is a noble. Your father is a person who worked his way up to become like this noble person. So he's actually like a, not a lowborn. He's a fucking, a, like a higher person. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But since your mom is a lowborn, then by default, you are a lowborn. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're a bastard. So you're, yeah, you're, you're kind of like, you're a lowborn because your mom's a lowborn, but your dad is a noble and you live with your dad and people respect your dad because he's a judge, but you're just a piece of shit. <laughs> No one respects you or whatever. And as you're playing the story, you kind of go along, you know, and you meet your brother or your sister, you know, and, and you find out your brother is from your father's first marriage. And he used to be married to this lady who was a noble, but she died giving birth to that kid. And then your father married your mother because he felt bad for your mother for some some reason later on. You discover later on in the story why he married your mother why you know you're a lowborn and all this shit but during this whole story dude i've never played a game mail that's like a choose choose your own adventure story with like an rpg that the the settings are real hardcore choices man like like these choices that i'm making the the, the fucking choices are so hard sometimes they're like like what do i do man are these and, like um, cross punk hard choices <laughs> yes like like and and like you and have, you have one of the consequences, things, right? Yes, and there's con no, there's consequences that come like ten years down the road when you make a choice as a kid, like as a seven year old. You're like, oh, I want to make this choice, whatever. It doesn't affect no, dude. Like ten years down the road, you're gonna regret that choice. You're like, oh fuck, why did I do that? Why did I fucking do that in the beginning? So you're like, oh fuck. But anyways, it's just part of, like part of life. You know, you just you don't know what the fuck's gonna happen if you make a choice. That's kind of how this story goes in this game. Um, and and there's a setting in the beginning of the game that you can turn on before you start the game, and it's called like the no return setting. And you can click that, which I did, and it lets you not go back on your chapters. So like any choice you make is final. Like you click on it. That's it, dude. You can't go back. You got to just see how the story plays out. And I said, you know what? That sounds kind of cool. Like I want to do it that way. Fuck going back. Fuck trying to make the right decisions. I'm just going to go with it. My first time, my gut instinct. We'll see what happens. Well, I found out that your character can die as a kid. <laughs> um, which, 
which I did. I died. I died, man. I died as a kid because my grandfather came to visit our home, and your grandfather is a noble. He is a legit noble. Like, he is a rich, noble person. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what happens when he comes and visits your house? He doesn't like your mom. He doesn't even look at your mother when he speaks to your father. He looks at you like you're a piece of shit. He tells you you are a piece of shit. He legit tells you, you are a piece of shit. Don't look at me. Don't even fucking ask me for anything. How dare you even step into the same room that I'm in, you fucking low-born piece of shit. Get out of my face. So what happened was my grandfather came home. And he was mad that my father gave me like this toy, this toy set of like these soldiers. And he said that he, he grabbed the toy box that, that had these like a set of like toy soldiers in it. And he threw it into the fireplace. And the thing is, when I went to the store with my father to get those toy, that, that toy was because it was a reward for me because I did something for my dad. Right. And so he took me to the toy store to get these to- fucking toy soldiers and even though my father knew I can never be like a commanding general or an officer or anything in the, in the army because I'm a lowborn, I cannot be in the military, I cannot be an officer or a general or anything, he still bought me this toy set. So, grandpa comes home, he sees the toy set in your room, he gets pissed off that a lowborn is trying to learn military strategies. He's like, why does a lowborn need this fucking toy set? This does not belong to you. So he throws, throws it in the fire, right? So it gives you choices. Okay, you go upstairs and you start crying with your sister. Uh, You run up to your grandpa and you kick him and you hit him because you're pissed off. (laughs) Uh, What else? There's a, like, you run to your father and you tell your father to, like, tell him something or you go to your mom or something. Like, you have different choices, right? And some of these choices lock up based on your previous choices that you made in the the chapter before. So So some of these choices... Yeah, yeah, they like you can see the choice, but it's not available to you because you already made a choice previous that kind of either drains your character's, uh, like, because your character has willpower. And if you drain your character's willpower too much, he won't feel like he has the willpower to stand up to everyone. You know what I mean? You can only stand up to so many people before, before you feel like you can stand up to anyone else. So, so like, that's kind of what happened here. So, like, I was like, you know what? I'm pissed off. And I put hit grandpa. So, so I ran up to, it says you ran up to your grandpa and you kick him right in the leg. You kick him in the leg because you're pissed off. So what does he do? He legit beat me to death. Damn. He like beat me shit. over the head with like a fucking, his like, his like walking stick. Jeez. And he killed you. Well, in this world, the lowborns, even though they're the lowborn, the lowborns have three lives because as a lowborn, you're going to suffer the most out of all the people in the world. So the gods know that since you're going to suffer the most, you're most likely going to die the quickest. So they give you three chances at life. Once <laughs> or you're going to suffer three times as long. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what it is. The lowborns are meant to suffer. So you got to mm. suffer three times as long as anyone else. And if you're a lowborn, so you could die anytime. So I died there. My grandpa killed me. I come back to life. There's a mark on your arm now that says, hey, you died once. If you get two more marks, that means you've died three times. So the fourth time you die after that, you're done. You're, the game mm. is over. You're legit dead for good. So it's like um, your lives. You're alive one. Yeah, yeah. And, and then 
the nobles, like the rich people, right? Like the nobles, they only get one life. They don't. That's it. If somebody kills a noble, the nobles don't get to resurrect. Only lowborns get three lives, and the Arcanians, they they don't get more than one life either. Like the Arcanians, they're they're also like the like the nobles. They only get one life. That's it. And um, so this game is very weird, man. Like like you go to like college and you study like. You learn about magic and how there's actually witches in this in this story, but the witches are like being arrested by the inquisitors who are pushing this religion of the twins on you and shit. And like, you gotta like tell yourself like, okay, am I gonna follow this religion? Am I gonna believe what they're saying to me all the time? Am I gonna believe in something else? There's a whole like a rebellion going on that you can join. So once you go to college, isn't it like a as an adult, kind of like as a teenager or whatever, there comes the point in the game where you could choose what your role in life is going to be. So you can either join this rebellion, which is like this group of witches that are like trying to overthrow the government and shit, right? Mm -hmm. You can join the nobles, which your father wants you to become a judge, and you can become a noble yourself. Or you could join the... Uh, was it? There's something else. Oh, you can become like a priest, like a like a priest, and push this religion on people, because you have these visions or whatever. And um, yeah, man, I've never played a game that like legit has me blown away. Like I want a fucking movie made out of this. I want a huge RPG made out of this. Hmm. <laughs> like I want something like amazing to be made. Like this, if this was a movie, dude. It'd be one of the coolest fucking movies in the fucking world. Like, like it's just the concept, the, the whole storytelling, the way, the way these people tell the story, it is fucking amazing. And, and I'm pulled into it because the choices, sometimes they seem so little and they seem so like such a stupid and significant choice that I'm making. But the consequences can be so huge, dude. And like, you're just next to, you know, you're like in this whole rabbit hole of like, what the fuck is going on? What the hell is happening? And hell, man, you build relationships with your family. Like, say, like, so, like, now that I became a noble, because that's the cho the path that I've chosen, Um, like, your sister looks at you differently because your sister used to stand up for you and you used to stand up for your sister, but she's a lowborn. So everyone in the family treats her like shit, even your dad, even your brother. But now you have to treat her like shit because if you don't, then the other nobles look at you like you're not a noble. You know what I mean? So, like, right. it's kind of like, like, you know, like you're treating her like shit now, but now your other brother's becoming friendlier with you or whatever, and your dad becomes friendlier with you. And as a judge, you got to, like, you're a judge, and you have to legitimately, legitimately like, like have these trials with people that are coming to you. And as a judge, you're told, hey, you always side with the nobles, no matter if the people are right, even if the lowborn is right in the law. Like, even though the law favors the lowborn, you side with the nobles, no matter Sounds what. Like a lowborn or noble versus lowborn case, yeah, you would... exactly. But what if it would be like, do you get the opportunity for, like, a noble versus noble? Does it show like that, or is it just... Uh... Yes, and there is noble versus noble. So when it's noble versus noble, then you have to side with the law. But then if the law, if you decided against that earlier, based on noble versus lowborn then that could be brought up and be like hey well you decided you decided against this before what the fuck are you doing now you know so like you're you're just you're like kind of screwing yourself over and there's like this whole like government being overthrown type thing going on in your city and then like there's so much shit going on in this world man it is 
it is beyond me. But I gotta say, overall, the reviews on this game is kind of what sold me because everyone in the reviews were saying that like, you gotta fucking play this. Like the, the decisions you make in this game are cool. The story is fucking cool. The setting is cool. Everything's cool about it, man. The only thing I could say that maybe you won't like is the reading. You got to read a lot. You know, mm-hmm. you're reading the story, obviously. Um, but they got really cool music. They got sound effects. Like I said, they do have a little bit of sound effects in there, you know. And, and like, um, there is, like, um, like there is moments in the music, man, where the music is kind of sad. And you're like, oh, I'm going to cry. <laughs> My grandpa died. <laughs> Why? Why, grandpa? Why did you die even though you were a piece of shit? Why did you die? Because he beat yeah. you to death before. <laughs> yeah, he legit beat you to death. <laughs> what the hell? Exactly, Gunny. And there's these witches that can use fire. And, you know, there's the Inquisitors. They're like legit. They like catch, you know, they catch the witches and shit. And like, as a kid, you fell in love with this girl. But later on, you found out she's actually a witch. <gasps> so what do you do? Do you still love her? Even though she's a witch, Gunny, do you not? Do you fall Damn, in love with the? Do you fall back. in love with the princes of the empire? Who knows, Gunny? Who knows what's gonna happen in the life of, of and suffering of Sir Bronte? <laughs> um, but yes, and then like, there's like this whole, there's like this whole like meta story of like you trying to get your family's name, the Bronte family. You're trying to get their name written into this blue book, and if they get their name into the blue book then anyone who's born into your family is a noble, no matter what. Even if you're Mary lowborn, if they're born, if they have a kid, that kid is a fucking noble because your family's in the blue book of history or whatever. So you're trying to get your family, like, reputation up, like, you know, based on the shit you do in the world, you get the reputation up or down. That's crazy. If you so much in there, you don't have to treat your other family members like shit. That's yeah, crazy. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. But if your family your name is not in there, then you know the nobility is only by blood or something like that. But the only the only way is by blood is is, is by getting your name into that blue book, Gunny. But the only way you get into that blue book is by building up your reputation. So you gotta like do all this fucked up shit to the poor people. It's a real fucked up world. Hmm. <laughs> it's a real fucked up world. But uh, quite the I, opposite I, of our inclusion last week. Very opposite. This is no. There is no inclusiveness in this game. There, there's. Dude, there's so many parts in this story where I felt bad for, like, the lowborn people because they're legit being beat in the street for just being poor. Like, like I cannot tell you how many times my character got beat because he was poor and he spoke up against a rich person. And the rich person got offended. And by law, the rich person can just slap you around, Gunny. Because, like, mm-hmm. like if I'm walking down the road, Gunny, and your kid looks at me wrong and your kid is a lowborn... I could legit walk up to your kid and just smack him in the face. Just curse and, and I And I could keep smacking him until I feel like I'm done smacking him. And if you mm. want to get in my way to try to stop me, then I can have, they have the, I have the right to kill you. Jeez. That's how this, that's how this game, that's how this fucking world plays out. You know, like, like the rich people legit have all the power. Mm. And, and it's fucking crazy, man. Like, like <laughs> um, but yeah, check it out. If you're interested in playing a crazy, cool story, it's called The Life and Suffering of Sir Bronte. It's available on Steam, Epic, and uh, I don't know where else. <laughs> I don't think that's it. I don't think it's available on consoles. Yeah. 
But um, good stuff. That's all I have. That's all I've been playing, man. Like, like really, the, that game. I don't know if you watched me on when was it Thursday? I was on that shit all day, dude. I, I noticed uh, one of the days on tw- on on <laughs> Discord that you were playing it, and I'm like, oh sweet, another game that that I don't know off the top of my head because you played a couple here recently. Yeah, like, like I legit, I don't even know how I found this game. I was just on, I was on Steam. I was like, fuck it, let's look at role playing games, and this just popped. It was like brand new, and I was like, oh fuck it, it's twenty bucks. I'll just give it a, you know, like. Like, the cool thing about Steam is if you don't like a game legitimately, like, if you just don't fucking like it, you just refund it within two hours, you right. know? So, like, I was like, I have nothing to lose. I'll just fucking pay the 20 bucks. And if I fucking really don't like it, which, you know, has happened to me in the past a lot, I'll just refund it. And, no, I actually fucking really liked this game a lot. Like, it, it was surprising how much I actually liked it. Because um, I didn't think I was going to, you know, being a like a novel, like a story, like you have to read and shit. <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, this is going to be like that other game that I played. Remember that other game that was super popular? Uh, what's that one game that was super popular, Mel? Um, an RPG as well. The Kingdom Come game? Oh, no. Was that... Uh, no. I know what I was what thinking. Was... Deliverance, but... No. Something you played so recently? So much. Uh, no, it was, it was a Steam game. It's a Steam game. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. You know what I'm talking about, right? Gunny, you're the cop, you're the detective or whatever. Okay. Uh, this is the police? No. No. Um Her story. I'll find it. I'll, I'll find it. No, not her story. It was really popular like a year ago, dude. Like it was a lot of text and dialogue, but it was all like none of it was voice acted. None of it was voice acted at all. None of it was voice acted. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, because I was thinking of that game that you played. It had something to do with the king or something. Disco Elysium. Oh, I never played that. I never. All never. right. This reminded me of Disco Elysium. I was like, this is going to be so stupid. I'm going to fucking read this shit. It's going to get boring. That's no, the one complaint I have heard about that game is like all the reading involved. Yeah. But then I hear it's really good. I hear people really like the game, but. Exactly, right? Yeah. You got to not mind reading. Hey, Jesus, well, I, yeah, I don't know. What's up? I, I was, I was going to go next because I do have to leave here soon, guys. But Jesus, if you want to play a more simpler game that has a reading, I did play one this week called Sunless Sea, and that was the free game that was on Epic. Uh, and that's also like a, it's a survival RPG with roguelike elements uh, where you play this captain on a ship and navigate to other areas on the map. It's a top-down style type thing. But but as far as the text goes, I, I don't think it's like a life-choosing type game. I think it's just more of like, you know, you get to choose what kind of captain you want to be. Um, and I f- totally forgot, like, what kind of captain I was, but it was, or, or if that even matters. But there are things where you can add people to your ship where, you know, you can have a, Oh gosh, what am I thinking of here? Just different positions, like a doctor, and um, you know, like a you know, or just other, like maybe a admiral or something like that, or an ensign to your ship. But I died pretty quick, and I think it was from the actual combat itself. And I, I did. It's funny because I ran into like a. It was a shark, and it had something metal on it. And I was just thinking, like, because this thing got like a rocket on it or something. But 
I don't I don't think it's that. It was it's more frost, you know, more cyberpunk style or uh what am I thinking of here? It's just more you know, more in that punk style type look to it. But doesn't it take place in like an HP Lovecraft universe? That that's what it is. That's what it, I was thinking of Lovecraft. I was like, yeah. That's a good yeah, description like, of it. It's Lovecraftian like ship survival, kind of like a mashup of uh it is kind of frostpunky in so far as you have to like keep track of your resources and what you have. Because if you don't have a certain bit of one thing or another left over, you can just die. Yeah. It definitely like I died pretty quick because I know I made it to like this first area, which is just, you know, yeah, like you're literally making it there in like one minute. And what it does, Jesus, is like, let's say you get to this island and it's like, okay, what do you want to do? Do you want to like sneak up on the house because you see a light or a candle in the house? Do you just want to walk to the front door? You know, it kind of gives you those kinds of choices. And then, okay, you see there's there's four, just four ladies there or or, or three ladies, one young girl. Do you want to have lunch with them? And then who do you want to have lunch with? With all three of them? It's just kind of crazy and things like that where I think you're gaining some sort of experience points or, you know, or you can just, I think you can just be more risky at it. Um, but, but you know, it was weird. I was like, yeah, let's have lunch, you know, and I, I assume that's for my crew as well. Um, but yeah, like I was just about to even like, my crew was just starving to death basically. And I feel like I didn't even get that far, but I'm not sure where I need to get provisions. Like maybe I should have got them back at the Harbor. Um, yeah, but that's about as far as I made it, but yeah, died, died pretty quick. (laughs) The game is very unkind to new players. Like they don't do a whole lot to really guide you as to where or how you're supposed to do things. Like, I, I played it a while back when it first came out as well, and I tell you what, I didn't get far. I no. tried like 10 times, and just every time I got a little farther, but it wasn't enough to make it, like, survivable, because I never really got a grasp on how best to either up my provisions in a reasonable fashion or keep hold of the ones I did have. You know, yeah, that was a lot of fun too. if you, like, get in it, but... And, and then it was funny because I think you got to manage like your, the, your fuel um, or, or until you find another place you can dock to get more fuel. Because I kept thinking like, how do I repair my ship? I'm like, I'm trying to hit the button, but I'm like, wait a minute. I don't have enough uh, gears or whatever it was to repair the ship. So I was just dead in the water. Um, but yeah, it was, for me, if I did it was something like, hey, I just wanted to kind of go through it a couple of times. I'm sure I'll go watch a video later to kind of see what's the best way to you know, play it out the next time to make it a more enjoyable, enjoyable experience. Um, yeah, so there's that. The uh, uh, other one I played was Dirt Five. There on Game Pass, and yeah, it's it's a racing game, guys. It's it's like Forza Four, I think. Is it? You know, yeah, pretty much. Um, but uh, uh, the one thing I do like about it, and one thing I've, I wouldn't say I've complained about the Forza Horizon series, but I do like just going from race to race, you know, rather than exploring the world, you know, and, and race, you know, and driving to a race. That free sometimes, option. Yeah. Where sometimes I do, you know, want that. I just want to race, you know, where I get in certain moods. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But so far it, it's, it, you know, it's not difficult. I don't even know if there's a difficulty option. I'm just playing on normal and going through and making it first place most of the time or second or third. I'm always making that 
that podium. It's all that snow runner experience. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> yeah, right. Five miles an hour up a mountain, right? No, no gunny getting stuck on this game. Uh, I feel like one thing is they have is where pretty much every race has three objectives and it's drift while passing or yeah, or you're, you know, you have to be drifting and, and passing someone. And the other one is do 70 miles an hour or kilometers per hour or whatever for so many seconds. And then I forgot what the other one is. Hmm. And so they're super reasonable. You can, sometimes you can do it damn near within the first, like, you know, half of the race or even less than that. Um, yeah. So the, they're pretty easy to do. Is, is this game like the other rally type games where you have like a, a code co-rider, I guess you'd call it. And he, no. they're giving you hard left, you know, short left. Or nope. whatever. I can't remember what the calls are, but so you just kind of, yeah. Going. Yeah. So that's the one thing that, that certainly changed from, you know, those other, yeah, you're, that's the other dirt rally games, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those are more rally style type. These are just more, uh, three laps, you know, around a big map. Hmm. Or, yeah, and then you, you know, there's, I, th- gosh, there's some I remember from like Dirt Three, where it's more that ice style type, stadium style oh, type. Oh yeah, race. I remember playing a couple games like that before. I think Is I did play Dirt, Dirt Two or Dirt Three. I remember that. So they brought some of those back. Um, those are pretty, they visually look pretty cool, and, and I haven't found like where I'm just spinning out of control or anything like that, like by going too fast, but it's very forgiving. It's that style type game where it's just get in, have fun, you know? And yeah, I haven't messed with the, uh, there's track creations or even co-op. Not, is there co-op? I'm not even sure, but they they do have like some sort of uh, map builder or something, which I probably would not tinker with. I have no desire to do that. I just want to get in and race and, yeah, it's good. Um, another one that guys that I think that has surprised me was I have been playing more on the PS4, and that's the Final Fantasy VII remake. Was, and this was I, a Game Pass or not Game Pass? But this was a uh, PS Plus thing, right? Yeah, that was the yeah PlayStation Plus game for this month, which mm-hmm. is still available for those out there. And yeah, it's I never played the original or. Gosh, you know, if I played a Final Fantasy game, it was probably back on the PS1 way back in the day. But I I like the combat, and I think there's two ways to play the combat. And I think one is turn-based, which I had no desire to do. The other one is just more, you know, real-time action. Um, now, there are things where, let's say you're just, you know, using your, your sword and, you know, you're, you're playing as Cloud, and uh, you can just... You know, it, it's sort of a pause. It's more of a command. And then you can use different abilities as to how you use that sword or you're using a potion to, you know, heal up. Um, and so, yeah, that's... The, um, so basically, I've made it, like, all the way all the way to the base. Um, and so far, the, the story's pretty, pretty damn straightforward. Uh, it's this big you know, circular style type world. And you're there to take out some, some of these, uh, uh, power plants or something, you know, because they're, they're making this stuff called Mako, Mako energy. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, 
yeah, it, visually so far, it's stunning. Uh, I think Evan's right, man. This game is definitely really good. How how was the audio? Can I remember we gave it some high. Oh yes, yes, we yes. Like oh, I so, have to have really good audio. It does have really good audio. I I do. I like the music. You know, just like any Final Fantasy game, right? Is they've always got that cool violin going, and yeah, it's it's definitely good music. And the characters are pretty cool. Now, did you play the original for PlayStation no. One? No, no, I never did. And and I know that right now, like the that one is on the Xbox Store. So when I know when I look at that, I think, you know, the first thing that makes me think of Fudge is I'm like, is that a Lego game? <laughs> right? <laughs> like, no, no, that's actually how it actually looked back in the day. They looked like okay. Lego characters. Okay. So here's the thing that I have done, and I have done this for the last three to four years easily. Every time I talk to somebody who has never played Final Fantasy VII, like the original, like OG, back-in-the-day version, I make them this offer. And most of the time... I don't, it's not really an offer. I just kind of shove it down their throats. Um, can I just buy you a copy of the original and just so you can have that and just play it in your leisure? Because there's there's something about it, and I you know, people call me a fanboy and whatever, but fuck it. Something about that original game hits in a way that no other game ever hit me. There is a sequence in that game that actually brought me to tears. Hmm. But we're talking like you know, almost 20 years ago now, you know, it, it, the story's out there. People know it. The spoilers are long done, but can I just buy you a copy of that game? Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> yeah. My gift to you. Thank I'm you. I'm going to do that right now. I'm going to send you the code of a discord. This is the, yeah. uh, <laughs> and I probably have never, I'll probably be, I, yeah, maybe it'll bring back a memory from playing at PlayStation one, but I don't think I was playing Final Fantasy games on the PlayStation One. Uh, I was more into the more, you know, action and you know RC Pro Am and uh, Siphon Filter and other things, you know, that were on there. Absolutely. This was the last was... Final Fantasy game I ever played. Actually, I played seven and finished it, and then that's, the, that's I never played anymore after that. But there were things like back on like the Xbox 360, where gosh, I'm trying to think of what it was. Was it? I don't know what what number we're up to now, but I thought it was like 13. And which one? Okay, which one had? It was like a 13 and then a 13.5 and then a 14? Um, I... There was 13 and then 13.2. That's it. Or, and then 13 Lightning Return. And yeah, I remember. The second, it's only the second Final Fantasy in the entire series to have a direct sequel. The first one was 10.2. Uh, which... Yeah, I remember watching a streamer play that, and I'm thinking, wow, that just looks visually amazing. <laughs> but never got the opportunity to play those. Um, yeah, so... Yeah, so far I really like Cloud's sword. He's He kicks ass with that sword. Yeah, there's a whole lore to that series that completely expands outside of that game. And the way that they did the remake kind of... Not going to spoil anything for you on it because it's just completely different, but they, they break it away from that original lore. So that sword that Cloud has, it's never addressed in the original at all. It, it's only addressed in a, uh, a prequel that was released for the PSP called Crisis Core. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. And that, uh, I tell you what, 
it was it was pretty interesting to to learn about it. I don't know that they ever ported Crisis Core out though. That's one thing that always kind of boggled the mind. Yeah, but so far I I do like this remake. Um, yeah, it's it's cool. I like it. It's good stuff. I'm gonna continue to play it. Play more on my PlayStation Four. Jesus, I just don't know why he's not playing Ghost of Tsushima yet. Yeah, I know, right? It's installed. It's there, right? I did it's play so more good. of that this week. I played more of that this week, and, and fuck, I love that game. <laughs> Every time I play it, I get into it like for good. I'm like, oh yeah, fuck yeah. Like right now, I killed this chick who was uh, she wanted revenge against me for some reason. She didn't like me, and she wanted to kill me, but I fucked her up. And god damn, that game was good, man. So good. Someday. <laughs> Someday. Someday. I wish I wish I had a PS5. PS5. Someday. Yep. PS5. It's the only thing I was... Fuck, man. God. Hey, but guys, it's time for me to go. It's late. Go find me over on Xbox and Steam and Uplay. All that stuff on Gunny Chief. Gamer tag Gunny Chief, guys. Over on the PlayStation, HDP underscore Gunny. That's it, guys. I'm out of here. Have a good night. Have a good show. Peace out. Right, have a good yeah. one, Gunny. Thank you. All right, now now that Gunny's gone, now we can you know talk about non baby mode games. No, no, <laughs> Gunny, Gunny likes to play his baby mode stuff over there, Pudge. So don't let him fool you. No, but uh, Jesus, you know stuff I got to play this week. You know I've been playing a lot of Apex yet, a lot of Apex, and uh, you know we played that one night a little bit. I don't think we got any wins, did we? No, um, I I. I can't remember how many wins I got this this week. Um, I'm up to I think 23 wins on this season now, but they're getting a lot more far and few in between now. Like I think the matchmaking has finally kind of caught up with me, you know, because I was kind of a new character in the season and going through, and, and I haven't played the game in so long. Getting back into it, like now I'm level. I think my overall level is uh, one one fifty one sixty. Um, you know, and in the battle pass, I'm up to like level 63. Um, you know, the new the new event came out. So with with Caustic, it has that new little area on the map. I don't know if you've seen this area, Jesus. They took the water treatment, and it's like a caustic area, and it has like a oh, toxic yeah, yeah. sludge like and gas. Yeah, and some different things going on there. And then it has that new zone. What do you think of the new zone that appears? The random That's so zone. Stupid. That's so dumb. I don't so, like it at all. Did you play the one where it was like level two? Like it was like the second day of the event they were doing and the, it became like one really big zone in the center of the map every time. So everybody had to drop on the outside edges of the maps and then eventually work it away wherever. Mm. Did not care for that mode at all. Um, but still grinding through it. I did try to play with Brink. Um, I, I was kind of unsuccessful in it. I was playing one night by myself for a while and it was getting kind of late. And I wasn't having a whole lot of luck playing with randoms. And I seen Brink hop on. So I'm like, hey, Brink. Well, actually, right before Brink hopped on, um, Pinpoint was on. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to try to message Pinpoint and see if, see if he wants to play. And so so I sent him a message. And probably like 10 minutes later, Brink hops on. So I, I'm like, I send Brink a message. I'm like, hey, you know, you got a full squad. Mm -hmm. And next thing I know, he sends me an invite. And so I get in his, in his lobby. And, and Brink cannot hear me in the in-game chat. So... I can hear his friend. He had a friend playing with him. I can't remember who it was, 
but I could hear him and Brink could hear me, but I could not hear Brink. So like the game in game audio was kind of jacked up. So we're in the lobby and we're kind of talking for a minute. Well, then I get another invite from Pinpoint because at this point now he has seen the message and sent me an invite. So, so I apologized to Brink and, um, Tell him I was going to go play with Pinpoint that way because we could each run duos that way, you know, because he was playing with somebody already. And so you know, I, I wanted to play with Brink also. And, you know, I was like, oh, maybe Pinpoint and I will get done kind of early and then I go back and join Brink for a while. So so I ended up joining Pinpoint for a couple rounds and we did OK. I think we had a couple uh, second, third place finishes, but no, but no wins still. So still kind of grinding it out like i said i'm up to level like 62 and there's something like that on the game pass um i feel like i'm on a good pace i've pretty much done all the weekly challenges that we have that they you know they offer you know you gotta do so many kills with a shotgun damage and and stuff like that like all that stuff is pretty much done i feel like i for that part i should probably be on pace to get the season pass done but i haven't played like the last two days i've been kind of on the run like i said earlier in the show i I made this run up to the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame today, so that kind of took up my day. And, you know, we, re- we recorded tonight, so. But, you know, it's Apex. You know, we've been talking about it for a while. You know, they keep adding some nice little things to the map. They're kind of taking that Fortnite approach where they're changing the map now and just adding, like, a little event in the game instead of, you know, making a new map or something like that. And I don't know if you noticed, too, that the new map that came out I haven't been getting that in the rotation for a while. And I think they took it out because of this chaos event. Um, I I have not had it at all. So I actually kind of miss it now. I kind of like that map once it quit being in the rotation. I didn't like it at first because it would be like you're in there for like an hour and a half. And then now I kind of, once they took it out, I kind of miss playing that because now I'm playing the same first map over and over. But but Jesus, I, I picked up another game. Uh, Cadillacs recommended it. And another guy, I think in our community, I think it was Nico who who owns the game. I picked up a game called Teardown on Steam. And this is another one of those voxel-based games. So it's real, uh, get that art style kind of like Cloudpunk. It's kind of boxy, pixelated, but kind of a good-looking game in a way at the same time. And I guess you could say like all the pixels are real fine on this game. So the game, the items look pretty, pretty realistic for the most part and the vehicles and stuff like that. And this game is about just literally tearing things down. And I I thought I didn't really read the description on him, but I'm like, I'm just going to, it looks fun. Like in the videos, it shows them driving this big like construction equipment and you can like tear down buildings and this stuff and you can just drive through them. And I'm like, this game just looks like dumb fun. It has Steam Workshop support, so it has like stuff you can download and you can mod the game. And and I so I, I went and bought it, downloaded it. Small game, it's only like two gig to download or something like that. So it's like nothing. It's not like Call of Duty, you know. It's gonna it's gonna be gentle on the hard drive, but it's it's really neat. So it gives you the options right away. It's like campaign, um, and then there's like a sandbox mode, and there was like one other mode. I can't remember. Maybe it was like a mod mode or something like that, but. I went ahead and just jumped on campaign and it's like, you know, welcome back to this town, blah, 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 blah. Welcome, you know, you've been, you've been gone. I can't remember why I've been gone or nothing like that, but they're like, you need money to help pay for your place. And so you got to take on this job. So as you go to the computer and, and this job you get is this guy wants you to knock down a house for a mall to be built. And, but they're like, we need it done fast. Like this, like now, Jesus, this is a Jesus now needs to be done kind of thing. 
So, so he's like, I, but I need it done discreetly. So the person, you know, I think it's your mom. It's in the game. She's like helping you line up with work. Cause you need this money. They're like, well, you have to take this job because you need the money or, or your, you know, your place is going to get shut down. Electricity is getting turned off. So like you take the job and, and then the game reloads and you're like in this little area. It's a, pre-done area and there's this house here and there's like some construction equipment parked a little ways back and stuff like that but you can go up to the house and you have a sledgehammer and you can like hit on the house and you can like break parts of the house away but there is like harder concrete that you can't break through with your sledgehammer and stuff like that and like framing of the house you know or anything that's metal you're not going to break through with a sledgehammer and they're like you gotta get this thing knocked down completely it's got to be like ground level so I'm like, okay, well, obviously I've seen the video where these vehicles, these construction vehicles, like wrecking balls and, and different things you can use to knock down buildings. So you, you run over to this vehicle. It's like parked off around, around this fence, you know, and you can just jump in it. Like they just left the keys in it, you know? So, so I get in this big front end loader and you can control the bucket on the front. You can raise and lower the bucket and stuff, which is really neat. And so I drive it over and I drive it into the house and it starts, the house like starts, you know, coming apart, knocking down walls. And it doesn't have the real life physics like you would think, you know? So like if you break up a bunch of the base, the, the ceiling will still kind of float there. And so you, but you just got like Minecraft, you know, you knock down a tree in Minecraft, you know, the, you can take out the trunk and the top of the tree still stays there. It's kind of like that. But, um, it'll tell you like, okay, you have to get this game, this house to like ground level. So then I, I'm pretty much smashing it with this tractor and I get it all level. And, you complete the mission and it says you got to hurry up and get in your van and leave. So you get in your van and it leaves and he goes back to your house and then you get another email and they're like, the cops are investigating this house being tore down. It wasn't supposed to be tore down yet. The permits weren't all done and the blah, 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 you know, and you're like, Oh crap. You know? So the, your, your mom again, she's helping you out. She's like, well, I have a friend at the police station that, that can, uh, can help us, stay low and not get in trouble because they're trying to find out who this person is. But I need you to do a favor for me. I need you to go and get these um, tax, or it's not tax paper, it's some kind of paperwork on something. I'm basically like some mob people and they're trying to get it legally and they can't. And they want to know if you'll break into the place and, and go get this paperwork. So it loads you in the next level. You accept the job and there's like five buildings. It's like a whole little complex. And you can find the buildings, but everything's connected to an alarm. And so the game tells you, you have to pre-plan how you're going to get all. You have three things you have to get out and get out of there. And you have to pre-plan like, okay, I'm going to grab this one. Then I'm going to grab that one. And then I'm going to grab that one and get out of there. And But when you when you take the first item, it's, it's on an alarm. So you it has a countdown. So now you have 60 seconds to get the other two items and out of the out of the level so the level has a fenced in area where it has security and but there are some sides of it that have brick and some of it that's monitored and so like i found a construction vehicle and i busted through the brick so i could get into the place even and so i'm in the place and i find the papers i have to go because they showed on the map i'm like okay so th- i think this is gonna be my best route you know, to grab these items and go and get out of there and i had to try it like five or six times it was it was it was getting, actually getting kind of frustrating because you could like do different destructive paths, but that wasn't really the way to do it. I don't believe. I think it was it was kind of like a, a snatch and go. Like you literally just had to grab it, run to the next one. You just kind of had a, a really well known path, and it was like a little bit of a maze to get there, and, and then get out of the road. I finally got it with like three seconds to go. 
third map I load into the game, it's a it's like on a dock and you have like a house there. It's like a rental house. And basically you want a rental. This guy wants a rental house, but um, he wants it knocked down because all the rental houses are full. So I guess if you knock down this house, they'll build a new one and it'll be vacant and he can have it. So they ask you to knock it down. So again, this house, and I did the old fashioned way. I'm up there with my hammer, like just knocking away, but cause it's got water underneath it. It's on stilts, right? I can't drive a tractor out there or nothing like that. So I just figured I had to like break it away piece by piece. And it was, let me do it with the hammer. Well, then I find a boat, like when I was almost done, you can crash like a biggie boat into it and like take out the house. So, so I do that, but it gives you a part two. And the part two is you have to go to the offices and get rid of the paperwork that leads to this guy and it's in a big safe and the safe is in the second story of this house and again you can break the walls you can break anything but when you get to the safe you can't pick it up and carry it and you have to dump it into the water so i'm like trying to figure it out and like driving construction equipment you know i start portals in the house down real quick i take the bottom floors out so then the safe will actually it actually drops down to ground level and i try to scoop it up with like this uh, i was using a forklift at the time you know, using my work experience in here, me being a forklift driver that I am. But this is like a big industrial forklift, you know, with the, with the four wheels and stuff. And and it would not pick up this, this safe. And it just kind of kept going through the fork. So the game just the way wasn't designed to do it that way. Then I'm like running around the map more. And I found like a, a, a crane that has like a magnet on it. So basically you can drive this crane all the way over there. And basically you lower the magnet you can you can control the magnet with your mouse button so it lowers the crane arm and and the, it gets some slack in the crane and then it you can get to where the magnet against the safe and you can hit the button and it, it latches the safe to the magnet and you can pick the magnet up and the safe up and i drive it to the edge and dump it in the water and so you, it's giving me all these little side missions besides just destroying things and just kind of messing around with things but it's not what i thought it was but it's kind of entertaining i mean it's kind of quiet and it's kind of fun just breaking things like just getting a vehicle and driving it and just blasting through things you know you get these different little uh, you can get in like dump trucks and you can lower the bed and and stuff and you can use the height of the bed you can raise it and then just drive into the building and and get you know take out stuff that's higher up but you know you can use like a front end loader you can you know you can just use different construction stuff or anything you can find laying around you can find vehicles laying around and again, that one is like, it'll give you side missions. Like, okay, you can also do this or you can also do that. And you'll get like some bonus recognition or some bonus money, which helps you for your house eventually. And maybe it's going to unlock more stuff. I don't know. But so, I mean, it's entertaining that aspect. Although again, it's, it's just a lot of like destruction, but it's a lot of figuring out how you can do it with the tools that they give you. And so, like, there is some puzzle involved in it, and it does involve a little bit of thinking. It's just not real mindless in that aspect. It does, it does have a sandbox mode, where you can, I think, you can just pretty much load into a scenario and do whatever you want, just destroy whatever, however you want, and just have that fun of breaking shit, I guess. So, but, but yeah, this game is, like I said, graphically, it's kind of neat. It's it's like Minecraft but real fine and kind of zoomed out. Like, like instead of all these big blocks in Minecraft, it's like real little blocks and it makes a detailed, you know, object and you can break away all the little blocks, but, but it is that voxel based system again. You know, we've been seeing a lot of that here lately, you know, it, Cloudpunk did it. What did you play the game? Jesus, not too long ago. That was voxel. I can't remember what it was now, but 
I, I don't know. It was one of those newer ones you mm. played within the last couple of weeks. It was a voxel-based game. I was like, oh, that's cool. But. I don't know. What was it? Yeah, but yeah, I mean it. It's 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 a neat game. Like I, I kind of enjoy it. It's something about that, you know, using a front end loader to knock down a building and stuff. It's kind of fun, but it was getting kind of frustrating. The the one where you had to to loot the three things and get out of there in that timed event because I'd be just just short. I'd be like a second short. I'd be like right at the exit and I'd run out of time. I'm like, okay, maybe I, I do this different, you know, and I'd try something else different. I'd be right at the exit and I'd run out of time, you know, and then I finally got it, you know, I'm like, this is way too difficult for only being the second level, unless there was some other path I could have taken because the game is completely open and you can do it however you want. But I didn't see any way of like disabling the alarm systems or anything like that. I just went ahead and just broke the wire and made the alarm go off mm. and then just grabbed the other ones and just ran, you know, but no. It's an it's it's an entertaining game, but that's pretty much pretty much all I played besides Apex. I mean, like I said I've been I've been grinding through that. I do want to get that season pass completely finished and get to level one ten on the season pass and get, get you know get some of them skins unlocked for once and take advantage of that money spent. Unlike you, Jesus, how you buy that buy those Call of Duty season passes and then you only play half of it. So <laughs> I think they ended up refunding me last time. Like, I think the last one I bought, they just like felt bad for me and they gave me my money. Back. <laughs> you played like three levels and they're like, oh, okay, yeah, you can, I, I, never I, mind. I think they legit saw that I played like two levels and they gave me my money back because nice. I like because I looked at my COD points the other day and I had like thirty eight hundred COD points. I'm like, that's a lot of COD points. I said to myself, I'm pretty sure what the fuck I didn't have that many. But I'm thinking that's what they did. They probably felt bad for me, and they just gave me my fucking point. Like, here you go, dude. You, you just, you, you just take your points back. <laughs> we feel bad for you, guy. <laughs> or, or they're just trying to get you playing it again. They're, they realize you dropped off, maybe. and they're maybe going, maybe we'll give them some COD points to spend in our store. Get him, yeah, get them back in. He can buy some tracers. <laughs> oh, 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 give us the tracers. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, that's pretty. That's pretty much all I've been playing. Well, it's news time. Let's get into the news, ladies and gentlemen. News time. <clears throat> well, let's go to the news mail. Sorry, sorry. Hmm. Well. See if this works. <clears throat> well, Gordon Hall launched Mobius Entertainment, which became Rockstar Leads and created versions of the open world game for handheld consoles. Such as Mr. Hall from Doncaster also worked in San Diego on the hit Western themed title Red Dead Redemption. Yeah. Sister Mr. Hall has now passed away at the age of 51. <gasps> you know, Mr. Hall founded Mobius in 1997, which was later bought by Rockstar's parent company, Take-Two, and was rebranded as Rockstar Leeds. Said here, the company said he was int instrumental in the creation of Grand Theft Auto Chinatown Wars. Uh, so, yeah, pretty much he was a developer on Rockstar. You know, they're mobile. I'm assuming they're 
their mobile games. Their main mobile games. Sad. 51. That's a young age to die, I feel like. It really is, man. Like, think about it's upsetting. it. Yeah, that's so young. Who knows why he passed away? I mean, I kind of felt the same way when Robert Altman passed not too long ago. Like, he wasn't that old. It's unexpected. The gaming industry is just kind of weird like that. Everybody's connected by, you know, kind of <laughs> like that Kevin Bacon string, a guy who knows a guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Says your report. This is a report. Breaking news. Report. Despite COVID emergency mayo, Capcom made their employees work at an office after a cyber attack. <gasps> Whoa. Oh, my God. In early January, with Japan posting some of the highest COVID-19 cases in the world, Prime Minister Yoshihide Suga <laughs> declared, it says like sugar. <laughs> it's like, I don't want to just say it because his name is like S-U-G-A. <laughs> he declared a state of emergency for a number of prefectures, including Osaka. As part of this declaration, the government asked corporate employees to work from home or limit the number of staff in their offices. According to the Business Journal, even as a state of emergency was declared, Capcom allegedly forced employees to go to work. This whistleblowing report claims to the detail to detail the actual conditions for game developers at this company. The publication adds that while the complaints are not a clear violation of the country's labor standards, labor standard acts, uh, they do illustrate a questionable practice within the Japanese gaming industry. Since her last November, Capcom suffered a cyber attack with one terabyte of employee and customer data stolen. Due to this attack, Business Journal explains Capcom was was reportedly unable to safely say it had secured an external network for employees to work remotely. There were supposedly even security concerns about using VPNs. The idea of a remote system was therefore completely abandoned, the report continues, and it was decided that there was no choice but to have the staff come into the office to work. An email sent to the developers reportedly stated the following, quote, we are abandoning the remote network for the time being, and it was decided there's no choice but to come to work. <laughs> End quote. All of this said to have caused anxiety and uneasiness within this company. Capcom replied to these claims, stating that the company does take the health and safety of their staff very seriously. Furthermore, it added that the work hours had been staggered and telecommuting was implemented. At the office, masks were required and social distancing was enforced. Employees also have their temperatures checked when they enter the door, Mayo. <gasps> mm. Business Journal indicated there could be larger co- corporate culture issues at hand. For example, things like flex- flexible work hours are supposedly dependent on one's position within Capcom. What's more, Business Journal reports that the Osaka-based game maker does not apparently have a union and won't even allow one. Of course they wouldn't. Why would they? <laughs> Capcom replied that it does follow Japanese labor laws and that it does listen to its employees and that it has created an environment that takes their rights into consideration. 
The company added that it could not confirm any talk about establishing or joining any unions. Such concerns over security exist throughout the game industry, even when companies aren't in the process of dealing with recent cyber attacks. You know, blah, 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 blah. <clears throat> hmm. Okay. Says, oh, they actually replied about the union situation. They replied, well, there are currently none active within the company. Employees are free to form labor unions. Capcom strictly observes all relevant laws and regulations regarding employees forming labor unions. Capcom is committed to strictly observing all laws and regulations while furthering a working environment that prioritizes the employee's health, safety, and peace of mind. Capcom will strive to provide a work strive to provide a workplace environment with the utmost consideration given to the health and safety of employees. We have implemented both staggered work hours and telecommuting to the greatest extent possible, while carrying out the best practices to prevent the spread of COVID-19, including social distancing at the office, checking employees' temperatures upon entry to the office, and providing masks to all employees. Dun, dun, dun. Um, hmm. <laughs> it's kind of interesting. Yeah. Anyways, I don't know, man. I mean, is that a big deal? Really, really? It, yeah, I mean, it is kind of a big deal. They lost a terabyte of customer data. Uh, well, I know that's a big deal. That's a I lot. mean, that's, that's a, like... So from the perspective of like game development, a lot of people look at it from the perspective of that movie, uh, Grandma's Boy, where you know oh, you yeah. take your work, <laughs> you take your work home with you, and you know you can share it with whoever while it's still in development. It, it ain't even remotely true. Game development is so secretive; it makes your head spin. I had to sign a non-disclosure agreement, like an inch thick, just to even get my hands on any of the product pre-release. <laughs> like, yeah. A lot of game dev companies have been going the extra mile letting their people work from home. They've found ways to make it work and still secure their stuff, but if you lose a terabyte of client data over just an unsecured device using a VPN, I mean, that's huge. That could open them up for a lot of litigation, but they shouldn't be dragging everybody back in there. That's crazy. Yeah, I got an email from Capcom recently saying that... uh <laughs> Because <laughs> we're part of their press. We're part of their oh, press releases. No. And they send us an email saying, like, hey, guys, if you've been asked to, like, to play the Resident Evil Village demo or to get early access to it or whatever from us, like, do not reply to that email. It's not us. It's like, <laughs> it's what? actually in the news also for the demo. <laughs> it's yeah. like, what? what do you mean? And they're like, yeah, like, we, we like, somehow... These guys that hacked us got your email addresses, and they know who you are, so they might email you trying to get you to give them information. It's like, oh, what? No. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They sent us an email, like, last week to say that oh, shit. Oh, no. Yeah, so I'm assuming that was probably part of this data leak. <laughs> uh, well, fucking Capcom. Shit happens, I guess. Let's yeah, watch some more news. Square Enix is now showing off the new life is strange next week as part of Spring's showcase. That's right. Life is Strange fans will get a glimpse of the series' next installment as part of Square Enix's newly announced Spring Showcase event, which airs next Thursday, March 18th. That's just in four days. 
Session of proceedings will get underway at 5 p.m. in the UK, 10 a.m. Pacific Daylight Time. And Square will promise you 40 minutes of trailers and announcements. The world premiere of Life is Strange 3 is obviously the big headliner here with uh, quite a lot more besides that. There will be another look at Outriders, for instance, ahead of its launch on April 1st, as well as another airing for Balin Balin Wonderland, which will release a little bit sooner on March 26th. It says here, Crystal Dynamics will also have some sort of showcase for Marvel Avengers news, uh, which could be anything from, uh, you know, new heroes to the release date of Spider-Man. And uh, Square will also be detailing more of its new Tomb Raider 25th anniversary plans. (gasps) Oh, yeah. Tomb Raider. It's hard to believe Um, that game's been around for 25 years. I mean, I know it has, but it's like, I feel old. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, yeah. I remember when the first Tomb Raider came out, yeah. and now it's been around 25 years. It's a long time. Oh my god, yeah. I remember being so frustrated because if you accidentally hit the Windows key, if you played it on PC, it would just immediately crash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I played it so, on PlayStation back back in the day. I didn't play it on PC, but yeah, yeah well, it's been also mail. Rounding out the entire event will be a number of new announcements from the sister company, Taito. Taito is a company that is making the Just Cause mobile game. <laughs> what the fuck? This was, announced, this was announced in December of last year. <laughs> as well as information relating to new mobile projects from Square Enix Montreal, the studio behind the largely excellent titles like... Hitman Go, Tomb Raider Go, and Deus Ex Go. So there you go. You can watch this on Twitch or YouTube. On Square Enix's Twitch or YouTube channels from 5 p.m. GMT. Is that is that, that Green Witch Mean Time? <laughs> Reddit Any Time. Yeah, what the that, that British fake fucking time that they have over there. <laughs> or that 10 a.m. Pacific Daylight Time, the West Coast, West Coast Time. Next Thursday, March eighteenth. So there you go, people. Woo, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna waste my time watching this. Why? Why, Mail? I don't know either. I'm not. Gonna, the only thing I'd want to watch is the uh, the Outrider stuff, and I'll just YouTube it. Yeah. Uh, let's move on here to more news. Hmm. <laughs> Speaking of Capcom. Capcom is now warning players of Resident Evil Village early access email scams. Mm-hmm. <gasps> a PSA for tall vampire lady enthusiasts. Beware of a phishing scam going around in email inboxes claiming to offer early access to Resident Evil Village. It says here, Capcom issued a statement to GameSpot warning players of the scam. We're saying this message we've been made aware that there are currently emails circling that pretend to contain early access invitations to Resident Evil Village. The sender's address is being displayed as no reply at capcom.com. Well, okay. <clears throat> These are not messages from Capcom. And they are phishing th- attempts, and uh, they're not authorized by a third party. Uh, so there you go. So do not download any files, mail, or reply. You must delete the message immediately. Hmm. Capcom has had its fair share of data breaches recently. 
<laughs> in November 2020, a hacking group called Ragnar Locker accessed Capcom's internal networks and possibly compromised personal information of employees and customers. Snippets of Resident Evil Village spoilers have also been floating around the web, though it is unknown if that you know info came from the November breach. Censure also a Resident Evil Village demo is currently available to play, but only on the PlayStation 5 console. Dubbed the Maiden demo, the snippet doesn't feature the protagonist Ethan Winters, nor any combat. It's a teaser with the aim of giving the players a real feel for the visuals and the audio. According to the producer Pete Fabiano, you can check out the review for that bullshit demo. <laughs> Whatever. Who the fuck wants to play a demo just to hear the audio and the visuals? Yeah. I mean... Hey, Mel. Mel, we're going to let you play Outriders, the demo. But all you're going to do is you're going to look at the guns and you're going to hear somebody else shoot the guns. And you're going to hear that sound of the gun. And, it reminds uh, me of the... Uh... You could look at it, but you can't touch the gun, okay? You can't even use the powers. You can see somebody else use the powers. But you can't use the powers yourself. Oh, it reminds man. me of just like a little tech demo that uh, that was it, uh, Adobe Atmos. <laughs> Adobe Atmos, yeah. It, you, know, you can get on the Windows oh. Store and it just plays some videos and it does the, you know, the yeah. messing with the audio. You go, oh, that sounds so cool. But yeah. <laughs> that's exactly what it is. <laughs> so it's just a video. Gotta buy me a PS5 to play this demo. <laughs> demo. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, this de- demo. <laughs> Let's move on here to more news. Remember last week we talked about America approving Microsoft's $7.5 billion Bethesda acquisition? Well, guess what? The European Commission has approved Microsoft's $7.5 billion deal to acquire ZeniMax Media, the parent company of Doom and Fallout Studio Bethesda Softworks. Microsoft's deal has now been approved without any conditions. Dun-dun-dun. Dun-dun-dun. Yeah, there we go. So now... Bethesda is officially part of Microsoft. So is Zenimax and all that other bullshit that comes along with it. Hmm. Yeah. Are you, are you excited, Mayo? Am I excited? I mean, they're going to be on Game Pass. But, I mean, I've pretty much played all these games already. Hmm. So. I mean, I'm kind of sad about it, to be honest. <gasps> but All right, so look. Bethesda <laughs> was one of the, like, last uh, Zenimax really was one of the last great bastions of independent gaming like a company that huge with so many other smaller companies under it yeah think about it like when I was in Bethesda we're not big uh, it, compared to companies like Rockstar when Rockstar did uh, their testing and QA in-house for games like Grand Theft Auto they did so with a team of 1,000 Fallout 4 was made with a team of 133, roughly. Yeah, no wonder there's so many fucking bugs in that. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. All right, look, no wonder, my blood, no wonder, sweat, and tears went into that, okay? No, like, wonder, put, no wonder Red Dead Redemption 2 didn't have no fucking bugs like fucking Fallout Oh, that's bullshit. That's a mouth look. Compared no. to Fallout 4, no. Red Dead Redemption 2 was a fucking masterpiece when they launched. No. Fallout 4 was all fucking broken, jaggy, no. jingy ass, fucking characters floating around everywhere. 
I fell through the world in Red Dead Redemption 2 like 10 times in the opening sequence because I walked through the wrong snow drift. Okay? Now, you're not going to sit there and disparage my beloved Fallout like this. You're not going to do it. I'm just saying. Everyone knows the Bethesda bugs. Everyone knows. They do. It's like everybody knows the Square Enix bugs. Like, the company was independent for so long and they were allowed to do whatever the fuck they wanted. And I got so many people I'm really worried about over there in the production side. Microsoft's the producer now. Yeah. What are boss. they going to do? Like, all these people that put years of loyalty into that company are suddenly going to be left out in the cold? Like, I don't know, man. I, I feel like that kind of money grab was wrong. Then again, I mean, some of the people on the border assholes. <laughs> no question. But, but I mean, like, like, who else could have Microsoft acquired besides them? They got enough shit. They don't need anybody else. Microsoft has enough stuff. But well, they, they needed something huge. They, they wanted something. They they needed like an. The problem with with Microsoft is they had a, they have a lot of good teams. Sure. But I feel like they don't. They don't have a vision anymore. Like, like, like the, the to me the comparison between Microsoft and Sony is, Sony has a team that can create worlds and stories that people love. That's Naughty Dog. Right? Yeah. They got Sucker Punch. They got all these fucking studios that can make amazing stories and incredible worlds that people love to be in. The problem with Microsoft, the only fucking team they have ever do that was Bungie, and Bungie fucking left, and they. You know, they were making Halo, and now Halo's being made by 343. And then it's like, okay, guys, we made Halo 5, but Halo 5 kind of flopped, so, okay, we're making Halo the new fucking, what is it, Halo Infinite now? And we're making that one, but uh, people keep talking shit to us about our graphics, <laughs> about this, about that, okay, so fuck. We fucked up the Master Chief collection. We're barely fixing that. <laughs> okay, so we kind of fucked up Halo for a bit there, but that's okay, well, we're going to fix it. Okay, we got Fable that we fucked up too. We shut down Lionhead Studios because we fucked up the last Fable game, Fable Legends, which was a flop. <laughs> we spent seventy-five million dollars on that bullshit. Whoa. Okay, and then and then Whoa. they're like, okay, they're like, okay, what what else do we got? I mean, what else do they have? Who else do they have in studios? They got State of Decay. That's a cool game, I guess, but it's nothing like, you know, it's nothing big really. Even State of Decay, State of Decay. You can, some people consider that an indie title. I mean, you when know, it comes down to it, Microsoft they have, was losing that's a to huge... Sony for, Microsoft was losing to Sony for so long because their catalog was just trash. Exactly. So, like, they like, needed something huge, something big, something that's going to, like, catch everyone's attention. Why not buy fucking Bethesda? Uh, <laughs> Who else are they going to uh, buy that's that big, that could bring them that much, like, that much hype? I mean, that's fair. Like, I don't know, man. Robert Altman spent so long trying to keep that company clear of all that shit. And the fact that the, you know, they went ahead and just you turned on his wishes for so long right on the wake of him dying. I feel like that's kind of like a slap in the face. Like the board of directors had every opportunity to keep that company as clean as they wanted to keep them independent, keep them making tons of money. Because make no mistake, that company made so much money. Yeah. Like re-release Skyrim six times, hmm. right? I mean, they got it in the freaking the Amazon devices for God's sake. You can play Skyrim on that thing right now. Just talk to it. 
<laughs> and you know, it, they didn't need Microsoft's involvement, but yeah. there was a cash grab, and it sucks, and I hate it deep down inside my soul. I really do. Someone made a lot of money there. <laughs> oh yeah, tons of money was made by a bunch of people, but you know, my concern is that the freedom that those companies had is now in jeopardy because of a Microsoft like puppet master. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't want to see that creativity stifled. Like it down in Texas, those guys recreating Doom the way they did, like it was a masterpiece. It was beautiful. Like, do you guys play both the new ones? Yeah. Yes. Like it was amazing. They did a wonderful job, but I fear that you know, with Microsoft in command of such a project, it would have gone a completely different direction. Do you think that Microsoft just going to let them do their thing, or do you think they're just going to kind of oversee it? Because I, I, I wonder, like, they're getting so spread out now. That I think they're going to let some of these developers just do their thing and just kind of help. They just want that that recognition, you know, that they want to be able to say, like, okay, we have this game over here, and mm-hmm. hopefully they'll let these developers see their vision out, you know. And, I mean, that's not guaranteed, but hopefully Microsoft doesn't want them to change their games too much and, and just lets these developers make their games and just back them you know, and give them the money they could use and need sometimes. I mean, I really hope that's the way it goes. I I really hope that Microsoft isn't like, all right, screw your, you know, existing infrastructure. We're going to take over all of, you know, production. You're going to do what we say. I really hope it doesn't work out like that. And I'm really, really hoping that they're allowed to keep some level of independent thought without constantly having to kowtow to a company like that. Yeah, because I think it'd be beneficial if you could take Bethesda yeah. and let them have the abilities that they, they can do, the things they can do, but just back them with money and be like, okay, we can, we will help you. You do your creative vision and make, you know, make what you can make. And, and hopefully that would be, that would be the best thing that could come of that entire process. If all of this comes down to just, you know, who's controlling the money and they're allowed to continue doing what it is that they do best. And just what Fine. platform it's going to be on, you know, because Microsoft wanted it on their Game Pass. They wanted it on Xbox because they're trying to get them titles on the Xbox, you know, and they're trying to give people a reason to buy into Game Pass. And I wouldn't even say try to buy an Xbox anymore. I think they're just trying to get people to buy into Game Pass because that's where I think they see their futures at, you know, not necessarily the console itself anymore. And when you can make the money they make off of subscription-based stuff, you know, they... I think they're just trying to encourage us all to get that way, and we need the games in there to do it, you know? Yeah. Again, like, in the best of all worlds, I hope it works out exactly like that, and it's really just a way to give this company a bigger infrastructure, you know, better support, all that kind of stuff. I just, you know, I'm I'm hesitant to believe that Microsoft has that kind of magnanimous intention behind them, because... It's Microsoft. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can only hope. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's good guy Microsoft right now, though. Everyone loves good guy Microsoft. Yeah. No one, no one remembers the Microsoft that came out with the Xbox One. Everyone forgot about those guys. Remember those guys? <laughs> TV, yeah. TV, TV. Hey, Mel, guess what you're going to be able to watch on your new Xbox yeah, this new gaming machine. You can watch TV, man. Oh, nice. Oh, TV, TV, TV. You can watch Madden and then play TV, 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 more TV. 
Hey, remember those motherfuckers? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, those fucking guys. <laughs> Feels bad, sir. Feels real bad. <laughs> yeah, people forget about them. And you know what? It's okay. It happens. Um, But let's move on to more news. Speaking of this new acquisition from Microsoft, which is our fucking article. It's not official, mail. Bethesda Softworks and Xbox are now under the same Microsoft umbrella. But this hasn't, you know, really cleared up some of their biggest elements of this acquisition. Which will future games like Bethesda, or from Bethesda, like Starfield and Indiana Jones be Xbox exclusives? (gasps) Who knows? But despite all this... Microsoft has already said, Mayo, they've already said, calm down, Mayo. We know you're a big PlayStation fan. Calm Mm -hmm, down. mm -hmm. I mean. All right. Your PS5 and PS4 peoples will still get Deathloop and Ghostwire Tokyo as exclusives. Thank God. But, but it doesn't mean they will not ever release on the Xbox. So they they might be timed exclusives. Okay. They, They can have it for the Xbox. That's fine. Yeah, it says here, uh, but they also did not say that they're not going to have any Xbox branding on the packaging. They said they might put Xbox branding on (laughs) the packaging. (laughs) How about some big old Xbox game studios all over the box, huh? Yeah. On your PlayStation game. (laughs) Uh, Also, uh, but I mean, hey, like the MLB, the show 21 on the Xbox has PlayStation logos on it, you know? It says PlayStation Studios on it, you know? So I guess they could do the same to the, <laughs> to the PlayStation games. Uh, but, 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 following this huge acquisition mail, Microsoft has come out and said that on March 23rd, that's just, what, like nine days from now, mm-hmm. they will have big news on the future roadmap for Bethesda Game Studios and Xbox Game Studios. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Hmm. So they obviously have a plan, right? <laughs> they didn't Deadlines just buy them ready. and say, "Hey guys, just put everything on everything." Mayo, like Mayo's happy world, do whatever you want. But that's the no. They bought them and said, "Hey motherfuckers, we got a plan, bitches." Deadlines. <laughs> you motherfuckers are making Skyrim the new Elder Scrolls, huh? That needs to be out. This year, by December, <laughs> exclusive to the Xbox. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> oh, and man. It's timelines like that that produce a world of bugs. <laughs> how about how about Starfield, huh? I bet you that's going to be an exclusive. Yeah, I think that one will, too. I think it will, because it's like a new IP, you know, like a new game. So, like... Yeah, nobody can be really mad that it goes exclusive to Xbox because it hasn't had a history on PlayStation. Yeah, 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 that's what it is. Like, yeah, like, no one, yeah, you can't can't piss off the Sony people because, like, there's no history there, right? So, it's like, hey, you want to play this? (laughs) Mayo, you want to play this Starfield? What about you sign up for Xbox Game Pass? Get it on Game Pass. <laughs> oh, wait, you need an Xbox? Well, go buy one, motherfucker. <laughs> so you get. Go buy one. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah. I mean, yeah. 
Yeah. So, there's that. Let's move on to some more news, gentlemen. Uh, streamers are now suspended after Call of Duty actor and community catch them cheating. That's right. Streamer Alex Zadra, the face behind an actual character in Call of Duty, was hosting some Warzone the other day when she and her community noticed some pretty suspect behavior on display from two of the people they were watching. Since Sadra was hosting Sarah Icy Vixen Bells and Bearded Banger. What <laughs> <laughs> the fuck is up with these names? Oh my God. When it was noticed that both players were using aimbots and wall hacks. So, uh, yeah, they initially denied the allegations, but they have not been suspended from, from Twitch. And so you're gonna use a wall hack while you're streaming? Banned from Call of Duty. How do you yeah, how do you deny not? that then? Like, you, I don't know. We we can see you. You know, we know what you're doing. Unless <laughs> unless it's not like the wall hacks. Like I think you know. I think when I think of wall hacks, I think of being able to see people through walls or seeing something through walls. But maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I don't know. But there, there's uh, a lot of there's a lot of different ways that they work out. Like there's wall hacks where you can just see stuff through the wall, but the most common is a wireframe overlay of where a body should be. Hmm. And then you couple that with aimbot. Like, I got a clip from a, a stream today where me and a, uh, four of the guys I was playing with were all killed by the same dude in under 10 seconds, despite the fact that we were all way apart from each other. Some of us were inside buildings with doors closed, some were underneath and that was wall hacks, couple of thing bots. The guy could not have known where we all were and could not have hit us all. I remember PUBG had that problem when it was kind of new on PC. Austin, people would be like completely really far apart, and the same guy was killed, killing like all sorts of people all over the map. <laughs> you know, this guy has like 30 kills, and he, he's killing people from across the map and stuff. <laughs> Fucking asshole. Um. <laughs> <clears throat> Well, so we want some more news, Mal. Some more news here. Uh, if you're a big Watch Dogs fan, I have a big news for you. Big news. Ubisoft has confirmed that crossplay and cross-generational play is on the way for Watch Dogs Legion. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you excited, man? Woo! Yeah. Woo. <laughs> guys sound very so, hyped here, guys. So uh, Gunny can play it with somebody who crossplay then. I don't know. Oh, okay. Uh, this morning, some more news. Okay. okay. Let's get some more exciting news here for you. Xbox news. Xbox says, uh, after launching the FPS boost features in February with a handful of games, they have announced five more games. They're all from Bethesda. We'll soon be enjoying FPS boost support. That's right. This comes with from the latest episode of the official Xbox podcast. In this opening section, Xbox Live's Larry Major Nelson Herb and Xbox Senior Communications Manager Jeff Rubenstein discussed Bethesda's recent acquisition by Microsoft to celebrate this deal. A bunch of new Bethesda games were added to Game Pass, of course. I think there was like 20 of them. Uh, but what has people more excited is that five Bethesda games on this service will now be getting an FPS boost on the new consoles, a feature allowing older games mail to run at higher frame rates 
on the new Xbox Series X and S. The five games are as follows. Fallout 4. Fallout 76. Yay. Pray. <laughs> and the Elder Scrolls V Skyrim Special Edition. And Dishonored Definitive Edition. Yeah, that's right, Mel. Are you excited? I, I enjoyed Prey. Let's get an FPS boost. What is that? I mean, better performance. Yay. I mean, better frames, but mm. I own it on PC already, so I just... just play it there. Yeah. Let's roll back the clock on Prey real quick. Mm. Did you play the original? Yes, I did. Not a lot, but I did play the original. Were you disappointed that uh, the Bethesda acquisition and remake had nothing to do with it? I I wasn't really disappointed, but I thought it was really odd how it completely changed. Like, cause I remember the old one; you were kind of like on an Indian reservation, and the, you know the you end up on this spaceship, you know, and gravity's all crazy, and you know you're going in rooms. Sometimes you're upside down. Sometimes it's, you're on the left side on the walls, and and stuff like that. And it was very interesting story you know they were like sacrificing the people i remember you're going through the game and they showed these things and they were like i can't remember what what they were doing with them but they were basically you know like killing off the people i remember like that one there's one scene that there's two people and that can thing like smashes them or something and like drains to you know like uses their blood or something for something i can't remember exactly how it went it's been a while but yeah yeah, it's been it's been like a really long time and like that game was kind of wild yeah 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 i mean the fact that they went like a weird direction by giving you like the powers gifted to you by your ancestors because your your protagonist is native american living on a reservation kind mm-hmm. of deal but like that was a really cool thing because it actually went into like some crazy spiritual stuff that they consulted with actual you know first gen or first nations people about but they canceled the sequel after an amazing trailer that was released, like just canned it. And I remember finding out, I was still with Bethesda when we found out that we had acquired it and we were going to do something with it. But nobody was talking. Nobody was admitted anything. And I left the company and I saw what they put out for the trailer and I was just like, what the fuck is this? I think a lot of people <laughs> did. And then people that played the new one, and they have no idea what the old one's like. You know, they have no idea. They're like, there's another without, Prey. And I remember I had without, that game, a physical copy of that game. One of the few games on PC that I owned a physical copy of. And um, I had a coworker at work that had never played it. And so I just actually gave him the copy so he could play it. You know, and I, I've never seen it back since, but... But uh, he really liked the copy. He became a fan. Yeah, he might have. Like, oh wow, this is the best game I've ever played. Whoa, Mayo's my best friend now. Whoa. But it was, it was it was all chaotic. I remember you had like a little jukebox at the beginning. And you're talking to these people in the bar. Next thing you know, there's like this UFO attack happening, and things just kind of go nuts. Fucking roof is gone. Yeah, like. the place is all tore up. You're sucked into a ship. Everybody's dying. And you're trying to figure out what the heck is going on. And all of a sudden, gravity's all crazy. And you're getting crazy guns and going to town. Yeah, like, when, uh, oh, God, who was the actual, like, company of record on that one? Because there was a few that worked on it. But whenever the original company folded, the source code for Prey was lost. 
So if you don't have one of those old physical copies, like they can't do a digital version. It's oh. so hard to find. Mm-hmm. Well, some of those companies are losing their fucking source codes. Well, I mean, when a company <laughs> just completely crumbles, I mean, they, they don't really need to hold on to it anymore. Yeah. Oh, look at fucking EA with their bullshit ass. We lost the... Hey, guys. What, what is one of our biggest selling franchises ever? <laughs> Let's lose the code for the best DLC we ever made for it. Let's lose it, Mal. Lose the code for it. Oh, oh we don't need which, it. Which, which did they lose? No, they lost that... Uh, the Citadel DLC or some shit for, for Mass Effect 2. Oh, my God. Yeah, they lost like the like they're like for the new remake they're making. They're like, yeah, we're yeah, yeah. we're not including that DLC because it doesn't exist. We don't have it. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then uh, uh, Square, when Square got bought out or did the merger with Enix, they lost the source code for Final Fantasy VIII for like <laughs> years. Yeah, yeah. And then one day somebody finds it on a hard drive and is like, "Hey, look what I found." Let's remaster this shit. <laughs> Think he got a pay raise? Oh, somebody yeah, definitely yeah. got a fucking raise after that shit. <laughs> it's just like, hey, look, uh, you know, uh, Kenji just dug this hard drive out, and it looks like it's got the Final Fantasy VIII source code, so I'm just going to give him a six-figure raise real quick, because we've got to make the millions off this shit. <laughs> um, they, they did. <laughs> So here, move on to some more news, Mal. Remember Stubbs the Zombie? Yes, I remember Stubbs the Zombie. Do you remember Stubbs, Fudge? Uh, I played that on stream a few weeks back, man. See, Jesus? He, <laughs> Gunny didn't remember it. Gunny was our resident Xbox yeah. guy. He's not here to defend himself now, but he did not remember Stubbs the Zombie. Dude, and, all, the Xbox, all the Xbox fans remember Stubbs the Zombie. <laughs> Like, they didn't even try to hide the fact that they built it right on top of Halo's engine. <laughs> like, they, they didn't even remotely try to hide it. Like, same menu system, same control scheme, and the little, little like, hover craft that they had in stubs that fired out the oil balls. It was definitely uh, one of the little, oh, fuck, what is that vehicle called in Halo? The little Covenant, like, hover Oh, the craft. Phantom? Is it called the Phantom? Or was it Ghost? Was a... The Ghost. The ghost. They yeah. definitely use the same audio. The purple one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, not the one that flies. The one that just kind of yeah, like hovers the ground, above the ground. The hover, yeah, yeah. yeah. They use the same motion engine and use the same audio, but they tried to hide the audio from the vehicle by playing this goofy ass music over top of it, <laughs> <laughs> and you can still hear it. Yeah. So it says here there's five reasons. This 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 writer is giving us five reasons why we should be excited about. Stubbs a zombie rebel without a pulse remake. Okay, what are these? First five of all, reasons? number five. You're it kidding. uses it uses the original Halo engine in a unique way. <gasps> yeah. So, um Yes, I sure that of course, like like our friend here Fletch was saying, that the game was built on top of the Halo engine. <laughs> and uh yeah, so you get a familiar experience that is also unique and a lot of fun. The controls are at minimum as smooth as the first Halo game, and the third-person aspect makes it feel immediately different enough to be interesting. Since you get to control a zombie instead of Master Chief, and instead of guns, you get access to some disgusting zombie special abilities, such as bowling your head at a line of enemies or throwing various explosive organs to take out larger groups. So there's that. Four, uh, couch co-op, as it used to be. Since your couch multiplayer is generally a lost art these days, but... uh. 
Apparently, Stubbs and Zombie will feature couch co-op. So, there's that, man. Um, it's like Destroy All Humans, but with zombies. I like Destroy All Humans, so... I mean, I mean, I, mean, I like that one. I like that one, yeah. Mm. Let's hear, uh, the port is being made by Asper Games, or Aspire. Um, it says here, they do ports that are good. They usually work. And uh, so, yeah. You know they've they've done a, they've done most of the uh, the major uh, ports for uh, games on Switch, such as uh, Star Wars: The Pod Racer One, Civilization Six, Mafia Three, Borderlands, Planet Coaster. They made all those ports for the Switch. So there's that. Oh, and the soundtrack. Oh, no. Oh yeah, the soundtrack for that game was freaking iconic, man. All those amazing bands recreating tunes from the 50s. <laughs> they were just so good. And the the dance-off sequence against the chief of police. <laughs> like oh, shit. <laughs> but who I remember this game so fondly, but having played it again this in this last year, it was a flaming pile of hot garbage. Like bro, bro, <laughs> this is the remake. Good. I it's know, a fucking who, remaster, bro. This is getting remake. Dug through the catalog and was like, "Let's find something to remaster," and picked fucking Stubbs the Zombie as the, the title that they needed to go with. The classic Xbox hit, Stubbs the oh Zombie. God, <laughs> so it's needed, so man. Bad. We all needed Stubbs the Zombie back in our lives, so we mm -hmm. got him back in our lives. Xbox. Yep. This is before Xbox finalized that Bethesda acquisition. This is like their backup plan. <laughs> hey, guys, we can't get Bethesda. We need a fallback plan. Oh, that's big <laughs> so, stuff. So, somebody at the Phil Spencer table said, we got stuff as a zombie, Phil. Wait, this is getting released tomorrow. And Phil said, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's getting released tomorrow? Fuck. Tomorrow. March the, the article. The article from IGN I'm reading from, like, February. Same March 16th. Yeah. Wow. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> you could also get a collector's edition. <laughs> if you're into that. Mm, what yeah, comes you... with it, though? Uh, you get a Stubbs head, an actual head of Stubbs the Zombie. It's a nine-inch head. <laughs> you get a special color vinyl. I don't know what the fuck that means. Uh, like an actual Stubbs... record. Yes, yeah, Stubbs the Zombie branded Zippo lighter. <laughs> uh, you get a enamel pin set, Stubbs body parts. It's like a pin set of Stubbs and his body parts, like his arms and shit. Uh, a gut grenade plush. So it's like a gut uh, grenade. I'm assuming that's from the game. Yeah, and also, Stubbs the Zombie posters. Yeah. I mean, the posters look kind of dope from what I'm seeing here, but that 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 uh, gut grenade, like you would pull your stomach out and throw it. <laughs> like, yeah, one hundred and forty nine dollars. Oh, jeez. I mean, you got to be a real fan to buy this shit, right? You got to be like a uh, real fan. One hundred and forty nine. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. The head statue with the little rose in the mouth looks dope, but not one hundred and fifty dollars dope. I think we need to get I mean, that's the to only buy this. cool thing. Yeah, if Gibbs hasn't bought this already. We need to get him to buy it. <laughs> give, give the fucking X bot. It needs to buy this shit. <laughs> wow, you could still buy it right now, man. You could go to their website and buy it right off their website. 
Oh, stubshub.com? Yeah. Uh, stubshub.com. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Hmm. Whatever. Anyways. Um <laughs> last uh, piece of news I have for you, Mayo. Okay, okay. Mayo. Okay, I'm ready. <clears throat> so um Okay, listen, Mayo. There's nothing in this world that you cannot do, Mayo, okay? Even if you're unemployed, you can still make money at home by mm-hmm. playing video games. Mm-hmm. As proven by this company, a, a a great company from the land of our queen, Her Majesty, what, what, what do they call the Queen of England? Like the Duchess of something. <laughs> the, the Royal Highness, Her Majesty. <laughs> uh, this is a UK-based company called what shed okay what shed is looking to hire a team of virtual landscapers male Ooh, virtual landscaper <laughs> who can give players advice on how to improve their in-game outdoor space it says sure the company is primarily focused on offering advice on outdoor buildings like sheds and workshops as well as greenhouses and uh Yes, and uh, this is for Minecraft. So uh, it says your applicants must have experience with Minecraft already, Mayo. Oh, I have lots of experience with Minecraft. Uh, it says here, though you don't really need you don't really need uh, necessarily to have experience with Minecraft landscaping, uh, but you must have a passion for gardening in Minecraft. You must demonstrate this passion. Uh, you must also have a passion for the outdoors of Minecraft. Uh, so. Uh, one of the responsibilities, it says here that our landscapers must provide suggestions that stay within the client's budgets. And <laughs> uh, also, uh, yeah, I mean, there's also a, a sign-up page on that website where you can apply for the job where you can hire these uh, virtual landscapers to come work in your Minecraft house. And hmm. you pay them. To, to come and, garden. and uh, garden your your house for you. They they take care of your garden. They might build you a shed, Mayo. You might need some shade in the front of the porch. You may want like a nice deck to sit out and enjoy your garden in. Maybe they can help you with that, Mayo. Okay. For $70 an hour. Oh, that's all? Uh, $70 an hour. That's what real landscapers don't get paid. What <laughs> I mean, yeah. So, uh, yeah. I'm in the wrong industry. Right? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, listen, listen here, Mel. Your personal consultant is what they're called. Okay. Will be able to visit you, your universe within the game, and provide feedback on what works and what doesn't work with your current setup. They will explain the reasons why and divulge their top tips for the perfect backdrop they will suggest to you real-time solutions to bring your property to life and fulfill your minecraft dreams uh, this will also stay within your mind coin budget uh, uh, <laughs> yeah mm. i see a problem um, with having they will, this job all right, listen now listen they will come to you prepared once they go to your property, they go to your building, they go to see your house, right, Mayo? They come, they show up to your house. Okay. 
they will take pictures of your house. They will they will also uh leave, go to their offices and come up with some mock-ups. They will return to you with these mock-ups. <laughs> and uh they will uh show you the mock-ups to see what you may what may work. You know, you want an Asian female, you want to be Asian inclusive. Mm-hmm, we might course. put a koi pond. We might throw a koi pond over here. We might put some bamboo sticks over here in the garden, you know, cover up the windows or something. <laughs> we might <laughs> we might uh you know make a waterfall in the back. I don't know. I mean we're going Asian inspired here. Uh, it says here, uh, initial consultations mail should typically last about an hour, uh, but you will be given their contact details, enabling you to contact your uh, your consultant once again if you would like to arrange a follow-up visit with them. Um, so there you go. Um, so, yeah, I mean... You wanna you wanna work for these <laughs> these guys? <laughs> hmm. We're doing the wrong type of jobs, dude. Yeah, <laughs> we need a legit. <laughs> we need to come up with something, all right? Like but like without kind of job. Without getting too personal and stuff, though, I think I would end up being single forever because on one of the sites I was on, uh, actually, it was on Facebook. I think they had that little dating option on there. I'm like, okay, just for giggles, I'm just gonna <gasps> fill this out, right? <laughs> and. I use my Facebook account for HGP, you know, over in our community. And so so it put in as my job as being the co-host of the Horrible Gamers podcast as my career. Like it auto-filled it in. I did not notice it. So I get a message from a girl the other day and she's like, your career is you like video game, like games. And it said, as in like play video games, question mark. (laughs) And I was like... You know, thanks yes. for bringing that up. I did not realize this. I did not notice this. No, I I have a job, and and I said, but you know, I just kind of answered with another question. I was like, well, what does that make you think? Does that make you think of I'm just some lazy person that sits at home and plays video games all the time, or what kind of impression does that give me? And that that conversation was deleted by her then <laughs> at that point. So she never even got back with me. But oh. Mel, you dropped the ball there, Mel. You could have told her you were like Ninja's cousin or something. <laughs> like, hey, yo, yeah, I'm Ninja's cousin. <laughs> I make this Twitch streams. And then I would have given him like Tigress's profile or something. They don't give a shit. <laughs> hey, go check out my Twitch. The Italian Tigress. Why is it the Italian Tigress? Don't worry. Don't ask questions. Just go. That's my Twitch channel. Just go listen. <laughs> but yeah, so I couldn't imagine if I put my career as I played Minecraft and got paid to garden for people in I'm Minecraft. A, I'm a, I'm I mean, a virtual gardening consultant. I mean, <laughs> hey, Mel, there's jobs for everything. Okay, listen, Mel, there's a job right now. You can go on. I mean, I've seen ads on Facebook for people that will play zombies with you, Call of Duty zombies. They will either play for you with logged into your account, or they will coach you. Mm-hmm. Well, that's been around. I remember playing and, uh, Rift, the MMO, where yeah. people you could you would get emails because it was associated with your email. They'd find out your mm. email, and they would try to basically sell you levels. So like they would they would ask for your account information so they could log mm. into your account. You know, obviously they're going to steal your account probably, but they would play and level. You would pay like a hundred dollars and they would give you like twenty levels. 
in the game. You know what I what I've heard before? Like sometimes like those are like Chinese prisons and shit. Uh, like, yeah, I, I mean, I've like, heard it was with, all like, Chinese, with, like, but yeah, I didn't hear really like World of Warcraft and shit. Like <laughs> they'll get players to like pay them to level up characters, and they'll just have like these prisoners playing World of Warcraft like all fucking day long without any sleep and shit to make him level up these characters all day. Mm. Hmm. Hey, they make money, dude. Think about that. You get hundreds of dollars from people to level up your shit for freaking... You know you do is... Right, and then Jesus is a badass the next time he logs in. Yeah. Be like, look yeah. at me, guys. I have the max level one, of everything. One stimmy later... <laughs> I'm level 150. Woo, guys, look at me. You can use your stimmy check on that. that. Hey, guys, look at me. I got all the battle pass done on Apex Legends in one night. Well, you can just buy that. You can buy that in game, actually. But yeah, you can just use your stimulation money straight for that. It doesn't, it just goes straight to EA. <laughs> How much of my stimmy do I have to use to buy all this other battle passes? Um, I think when I looked at it the other day, I think it's like uh, five levels is 500 Apex coins. Well, five bucks, isn't it? No, I think it's more than that. Wow, I think a thousand. Coins? I think a thousand coins is $20. Oh, wow. So it'd be $10 for 500. <laughs> and that would be five levels of the Apex. So you need what? Two grand? Hmm. Something like that. Hmm. To go from zero yeah. to one ten and they pass. Plus you have to buy the pass. So I guess there's there's the, be just a smidge over two grand. It's insane. It's fucking insane talk. But uh yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, it's so you'd be I awesome. But I would be really cool, man. I would have all the levels. I mean, it's 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 fourteen hundred dollars, Jesus. You didn't have before. I mean, right? You know, mm-hmm. it's just free money, right? <laughs> it's, it's free money. I mean, yeah. I mean, why not use this for something responsible like Apex Pass? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> oh man, maybe. Hmm. Why, why, instead of putting it in the savings account, why not just use it for the Apex? Yeah, I mean, it's either that or buy a PS Five. <laughs> Because yeah, we know that's more. coming more available now at the same time, conveniently. <laughs> yeah. Mm, decisions, decisions. I might buy, I might pay a scalp of real PS5 at this point, Mel. Don't mm. do it. They're down to 600 now. Don't do <laughs> it. But some people, okay, so listen, I don't get this, this pricing, right? I'm looking at PS5s and I'm seeing like 650 for the disc version, but that digital one is the elusive one, man, because that one's still up at 600 bucks. Hmm. I think people are Did just trying to, yeah. Mm. They're trying to confuse people, right? Yeah, I think they're just yeah. trying to get more money. Like, people, they're trying to benefit from people not realizing the disc less version is cheaper yeah. by a hundred dollars. But then they're going yeah. to charge fifty less, and they're like, "Look, you can get this one for fifty bucks less," you know. Yeah. And they're actually making more money. They are, but yeah, man, oh, I might just do that. Mm. Decision. Shame, Decision. shame on you. Hey, man, I'm just trying to buy PS5. <laughs> Don't reward their bad behavior. I'm just Guys like on. you, Jesus. The... I'm just trying to get on Craigslist and buy a PS5. <laughs> PS5. 
I'm searching on Craigslist right now, guys. Like all these PS5, 700. I got 650. I got it. Yeah, watch. They're just going to send you an empty box. They're going to beat me up and steal my money. <laughs> on, on, on my Facebook message, or on my Facebook store on the marketplace, there was one there. A guy was selling it for 500 per PS <gasps> digital bundle, right? But Ooh. when you said, but it says read the comments. So when you read the comments, it says that you are buying a picture of the PS5 bundle for five hundred dollars. Oh, oh my god! Yeah, I know on eBay they do that shit where like they're saying like, yeah, you gotta read the picture, read the comments yeah, read that description <laughs> really well. <laughs> Buy a fucking picture for five hundred dollars. Good deal. You're buying the box. You're buying a cardboard cutout. Like, yeah. Yeah, no, people can <laughs> you however they can, man. <laughs> and then eBay's going to be like, well, he did say you were just buying the box. Yeah, that was in the description. You guys. Sorry, bro. There was like a big warning there that said, read the description. Yep. <laughs> that, that was the warning. <laughs> oh, man. But uh, that's all I have for news, guys. There's no more news here. All the news is dead. There's no more news. No, no news at all. It's been kind of quiet. Concert Corner. Concert Corner time, man. Why do we do the concert? It's the same fucking games. What? Yeah. We should do it like once a month. Yeah. Well, it should be like at the beginning of the month, Gunny. God, not every fucking time. Jesus. But let's talk about the PC Corner. At the Epic Store, you can get Surviving Mars. That's free this week or free today. I don't know if it's free all week. I know it's free today. Uh, Surviving Mars is a cool game. I, I recommend it. Check it out. It's free. Why not? Mm-hmm. Anyways, let's move on to community questions where you can leave all the community questions you want and more for us to answer at the end of the show with our special guest today, Senor Fudge Grande. Hmm. Hmm. We've got a few questions from Brian. It's kind of quiet week this week. Everybody's out spending their stimulus money or something. I don't know. I was about to say, look at this PS5. It's only 600, but it's the digital one. See, they almost confused me. They almost got me. You're still shopping. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Jesus, while you shop over there, I'm going to ask these questions, all right? Okay. Brian Tillip Jr., he he has all the questions for us pretty much this week. He says, what disaster apocalypse... Are you best suited to live through? And which one are you not suited to live through? I'm going to be real with you, man. All right, listen to me now. I, I don't think I'll live through anything. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I right, listen, I have asthma. Like, all right, my asthma, like, I'm, like, prepared for it. Like, maybe, like, not, not, I'm not ever prepared for it. Because I don't even have inhalers in my house. Like, that's how unprepared I am for that. And, okay, let's say there was a huge earthquake, right? Chances are, like, there's no food. There's no water. This house is probably going to collapse. I live in a two-story home. So I'm probably going to fall with this house. It's probably going to kill me as it falls. All right, okay, there's that. Or I'm going to be driving to work when it happens, and there's a lot of bridges that I go over in Portland. And either I'm going to be on a bridge, and the bridge is going to collapse into the river, and I'm going to drown. Or, or, uh, it's just, I feel like I'm going to die if there's an earthquake, okay? All right, 
Alright, there's like a zombie apocalypse. Okay, man, like think about it, dude. Okay, what kind of zombies are we talking here? Are we talking like the fast ones or the slow ones? The fucking twenty okay, are we talking twenty-eight days later, zombies? Dude, we're all dead. We're all fucking like those motherfuckers, you seen those guys? They could fucking like break through zombies, doors. Bro. bro, they're like fucking like fucking Hussein Bolt running after your ass <laughs> never gets tired. Okay. Yeah, but that, that would, that, that's not zombies, though. They were alive still. They were just mad. Same shit. Zombie mad people, okay? COVID turns everything, everyone, COVID, okay? COVID vaccine turns everyone into mad zombie people. Mm. All right? You get rabies or whatever the fuck to call it, and then we all start biting each other. All right? Think about that shit, bro. <laughs> you got motherfuckers running after you. I'm going to run out of breath and have a fucking asthma attack and probably die. <laughs> Okay. Uh, now we're talking walking dead zombies okay i might live a little bit longer with those fuckers around but still say there's a thousand of them and you're stuck inside a store and they surround the store because they just keep coming because they smell you or whatever the fuck or they're like horde mentality or whatever how are you gonna get out you got one pistol or whatever you got a gun oh you're you're a big bad guy with the gun right i'm american i got a gun i've seen your I'm apex you better have a lot of extra ammo. All right, listen, gun. <laughs> listen, male. All right, you, even if you had guns and you're prepared, right, you're you still have, have to reload the gun. Okay, you shoot the gun. Okay, you shoot the gun. It's semi-automatic, most likely, because ain't nobody got a Rambo gun that's fully automatic. It's all semi-automatic. So you shoot your gun. You hope it doesn't fucking jam from all the shooting that you're doing, because it's gonna overheat the gun. So you hope the gun don't fucking jam. You better hope you got a good gun and you kept fucking good. Took care of that shit. Okay? You hope your gun don't jam. You're shooting these zombies. The more you shoot the zombies, the more zombies you are attracting to you because of the noise. noise. Right. Okay? Now you have to reload, Mayo. Okay? You wasted a magazine. Okay? Say you could carry... How many magazines could a person realistically carry on their body without a backpack? Like, 20? Maybe if you really mm. stuff your pockets or something? If you stuff your waist, maybe... Say you can carry 25, 30 magazines, okay? Can you really reload all those magazines before the zombies get to you? Could you really? <laughs> Are you a fucking Navy SEAL trained motherfucker that can reload in 0.1 seconds, Mayo? Well, I'm going to have my butler do it. He's going to reload the gun for me. <laughs> hey, butler, <laughs> please reload my gun. It's jammed. Or he can fancy apartment. So. Yeah, it comes. Mail has a zombie defense team <laughs> ready to just defend him the whole yep. time. All right, listen. Okay, so that's that's out the window. Right? That whole zombie thing about like surviving. Zo Some people may survive, but that's like people that live in the mountains in the middle of fucking bumfuck nowhere that are gonna survive for like the initial attack. Okay, you may survive that for a few months or whatever. But you're not gonna survive forever, dude. Because eventually you're gonna run out of food, and if and if and if the zombies don't kill you, some crazy group of people will. Because crazy people are gonna get together and they're gonna be like, "We're all fucking crazy. Let's go kill people and steal their shit." That's gonna happen, okay? So you're probably gonna die from crazy people, or you're gonna become a crazy yourself. All right. So there's a zombie pocket. So probably gonna die there. What else, man? A tsunami? A fucking tsunami? I'm dead. Okay. Tsunami. Yeah, I'm you're, dead. You're there. Dead. My swimming skills are not that great. I could, I could tread water yeah. if I had to, but if it yeah. was, if it had any kind of hard current it's, to it, I'm done. Yeah. Fucking tsunami sweep. Yeah, you're fucking dead, bro. You know what I mean? Tsunami dead. Okay. What else kind of apocalypse? What else kind of shit has happened? We got earthquakes, zombies, 
tsunamis. Asteroid? Uh, an asteroid? Uh, you may survive. Maybe it depends where it hits. Volcano? Volcano, I'm probably dead because of my asthma. I have severe asthma, breathing problems. Probably will die from that. We probably societal, will all die. Societal collapse. Uh, like kind Mad of Max grade shit. Oh, oh, we're talking Mad Max. Oh, yeah. Uh, could I eat another human? That's what it's come down to. I don't know if I, I mean, could. I think I'm, I could if I absolutely had to, if I knew like this is my this is it, like this is the only food left. It's a human. Your only option. You're starving, Jesus. You haven't eaten per week. I might have to. I mean, I'm not gonna I mean, say nothing about cannibalism. I'm just gonna say this. Fudge gonna be all right. No the societal collapse. Whoa. <laughs> whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like like it's, it's so that you know. We live in in a comfort world, Mayo. We like to think of all these scenarios as easy, but they're not because, first of all, as people living in a first world country, we live with very, very, very huge amounts of comfort, luxury compared to other countries, dude. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Think about the people in Texas that were freezing their asses to death like (laughs) a few weeks ago, a few months ago, like a month ago, dude. You know, a fucking power grid went down and everyone was dying and shit. People were dying. The whole fucking roads were blocked. The fucking state of emergency. Uh, that was just the state going cold. Imagine the entire country going like that. Imagine that. Imagine how it'll get thin. That, that's like people think, oh, I'm going to go live in my bunker. No, dude. No, you're gonna, you're, you'll live in your bunker for like a fucking six months and then you'll kill your wife. Because she'll drive you crazy, and or she'll kill you, or your kid will kill you, or something. You know what I mean? Some, something's going to happen. Someone's going to drive somebody crazy in there, unless you're by yourself, and then you just drive yourself crazy. Right. You know? So I don't think I could, uh, maybe, uh, maybe. If it was Mad Max and I had to eat people, uh, maybe I would. I don't know. But, I mean, these, these to be realistic, man, I'm probably going to die in all these scenarios. <laughs> okay. Uh, I've I've come to the conclusion that I'm not a hero, Mayo. I'm not going to save you, Mayo, okay? You think I'm going to save you, Mayo? No. I'll keep that okay. in mind. I'm going to go all the way to Ohio <laughs> to save the Mayo. Really? That's a long drive, Mayo. It There's is no a long gas drive. stations. I got to pump my own gas, and there ain't even no right, gas I know. stations. Once you, once you get out of Oregon, you probably won't know how to pump your own gas. I won't even like, know how to do it. How do, how do I do this? <laughs> how am I going to get across the country without being able to pump my own gas? open up the cap and you insert tab a in the <laughs> slot b and then pump it listen we don't pump our own gas here i don't know how to do that shit all right we got butlers at every gas station <laughs> yeah, see you thought well, how fancy i have i have to pump my own gas at least <laughs> we just pull up and tell the gas station person hey Fill it up regular, please, or whatever. And they're like, okay. And they give you the receipt and your card back. And you're does, good. does he clean your windshield also? Yes, depends on how nice they are. And then, then better, you tip them. Right. <laughs> better clean that windshield. Yeah. Sometimes they clean the back window, too, and the side windows. And shit. We, we used to have a couple little gas stations in Ohio that would do that. It was like they were like a smaller chain that you they're would like, pull like, up and they would pump the gas for you and the guy would yeah. clean your windshield and you would give them a tip. But but yeah, that wasn't like that. state law, <laughs> you know. That wasn't. No, I mean, okay, most okay, state law isn't they they have to clean your windows, but the, you cannot pump your own right, gas. Yeah, like, that's you what I mean. Literally get 
Yeah, but I mean, some people do clean your windows. I think it depends on their mood. Some people, obviously, they don't. But yeah. Some people do, though. Like, th- there's actually a few. There's like one or two gas stations that I know of that are actually full service. Like, you pull up, they like pop your hood and like, they fucking check your oil. <laughs> they check your tire pressure. You got like a fucking pit crew, dude. You got like so, like three guys wiping your windows. You got a guy handing you like a water bottle and shit, making sure you're hydrated. <laughs> you got you got motherfuckers <laughs> checking your oil and shit, checking your tire pressure and shit. It's, it's like a pit crew, like a NASCAR pit crew or something. And then they like run out there and they like it's like six guys. So, so what shit. do you do if you want to go in and get a snack? Do they do all this for you? Then you just pull off to the side and park and get out of your car. There's no snack. It's just like a gas station. There's no oh, like, you don't snack. Have, like ours like all have little, pretty much drinks yeah, like and a, food and chips. No, literally, and, like it's just like a. Like a little booth where they cash you out. And you just pull up and they're like, beep, 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 fucking, like fucking putting air on all your tires and shit. <laughs> then they like, just like, you can, like, I, no I think they kind of expect a tip, you know, you give them like five, ten bucks. Like, here you go, guys. Thank you. And they split mm. it among each other and <laughs> they do their thing. So, how special, See? how non special are you then with a Tesla in Portland? You you don't have to like have somebody plug yeah. in and charge your shit for you, so it, you charge it at home or yeah, you, you have to charge it yourself. Well, most places have like a parking for like charging cars. Mm-hmm. Like you go to like every store you go to here has like a parking spot. Yeah, for, ours, like, ours have cars. have like a Tesla section where you take a Tesla yeah. there, and I think that's just build your account. I think don't they? They just charge you. Like Tesla uh, charges you or something. I, I don't I know. I think oh. Tesla charges you or something. I think they do. Like it's yeah, so some, much somebody charges or whatever, you. Yeah. I think it's Tesla electric does. company charges you. Someone charges you. I uh, saying, see, we're talking about Teslas and shit and pumping gas. See, that's why I can't survive an apocalypse, guys. And I think, I think a lot of our listeners couldn't either, man. I'm gonna say it right now. Yeah, I think you're probably right. I don't think I would. <laughs> once once the butler goes down, I'm done. <laughs> man, not the butler. No. Crying with the butler going down. <laughs> how, hey, will I ever eat? how will I ever get my Starbucks? <laughs> how do I get my tacos from the taco truck? I don't know how to order them. Oh my god! <laughs> this trash. How is he gonna get? How am I gonna get rid of this trash? Hey, Grande, how how you think you're gonna survive an apocalypse of any kind? I mean, I can swim real good, so okay. a tsunami's not entirely out of the question. My biggest grief with it is surviving mm. the initial like flow of debris. Yeah, like shit flying. Yeah, like you have window not, cars and shit coming at you. Yeah, it's not the water that's going to kill you. It's the shit in the water hitting you that's going to kill fucking you. Fucking trees and shit, or yeah. the or the fish in there that are like eight times your yeah. size. Yeah, fucking whale um, coming at you. You'd be like a little floating volcano. worm in there. <laughs> Volcano is entirely dependent on where it blows, how big it is, how far it goes. Yeah. Like you can survive a volcano, you just got to not be near the damn thing. Is the important part. That's, except, yeah, that's, uh, that's right, right. Yeah. Now, when that one under Yellowstone goes, we're all dead. We're fucked. <laughs> like we're all we're all dead, man. If that one goes, America's gone. We're like, dead. I live close enough to the water where I might be able to get onto a boat and jam across the Atlantic, but I don't think we ever make it fast enough. It's no? just not going to work out. Oh, um, we're all dead. Mostly because I'd have to steal it from some dude with his boat shoes on and shove him into the Chesapeake Bay and be like, all right, bye. <laughs> uh, fucking uh, zombie apocalypse? No. Um, cardio? I think I think most I'm people s- won't survive a zombie. I think people think yeah. they would, but I think most yeah. people wouldn't survive a zombie apocalypse. 
See, I, I, I believe that cardio is important. I also believe in being slow and purposeful in my actions, <laughs> i.e. I don't run. Um, You'll be the guy like, that saves everyone. <laughs> I did enough. No, I did enough running in college when I played rugby. OK, I, I'm good. I'm good on running forever. I don't I don't feel like I need it. Um, if there's a gun to my head and they tell me to run, I'm just going to be like. I'm just going to saunter. Is that cool? That that's close enough, right? Um, <laughs> like, uh, like, don't get me wrong. I I will bash me some some fair amount of skulls in, but the, you can't fight numbers. You just you can't do it. Running probably going to get you away, yeah. not for long though. So why why wait? Just get and seclusion. Away. Seclusion is only going to last for so long. Yeah, yeah you exactly. go hide somewhere. The zombies eventually are going to find that place. You know, you, know, you hear oh, people yeah. talk about, oh, I'll get an island because they can't swim. But okay, you okay. Can. why not? They don't need to breathe. They yeah. can walk. Yeah, they'll get there. They'll just walk. Yeah, they'll yeah, they'll yeah. float across the water or exactly. something. You know, shit. Like, I had this. I had this great plan in my youth where I was going to take over my high school because it's all solid steel doors on the exterior with like no windows. Yeah. It's all brick construction, and my high school had the benefit of a vocational school out back. So you've got a welding shop, a wood shop, a you know, uh, vehicle bay, all kinds of stuff back there. The cafeteria is stocked with enough, you know, dried canned goods to last for years because they buy that all in bulk. You got chemicals up in the science department. You got, you know, just damn near everything you can need to survive exists in high school until you run out of potable water. Yeah. When the water stops flowing and the electricity shuts off, you're fucked. Because yeah. then you're stuck in a stone box for however long while things are piling up outside of you. Yeah. So I mean I, like, it's full of it's full of flaws, but it's also yeah. full of you could survive there for several months. But also, like I said, you know, depends what kind of zombies we're talking. We're talking them fucking fast motherfuckers that are jumping fences and shit. That's nah, so you, fucked. You, you can keep that. I don't I don't want anything to do with that. You give me them <laughs> slow motherfuckers, I'll be all right for a little bit. You know, I, I just gotta walk a little faster than they do. But you know, you, them- <laughs> you just gotta be faster than the next guy, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's the same. No, it's the same story as with bears. Okay, I was a boy scout. You don't have to outrun the bear. You just have to outrun the guy behind you. Okay, right. Yeah. Like, uh, nobody said you have to outrun him clean either. You can just hit that leg one good time in the side. Yeah, shoot your friend in the leg. It's all good. It's all fair, male. Hey, hey, shot- he doesn't have to be your friend. Accidentally shot guy. you in the leg, male. I'm sorry. When it comes to societal collapse, though, I feel like I do all right with that one. You know, I live What's in that? a nice little, a nice little neighborhood that I could very quickly become, you know, the warlord of, and just mm. you know, take power by a uh, use of a, a double-headed axe and the willingness to eat somebody's children. You know, it's just <laughs> when the world breaks down, some shit's going to get weird. You got to be prepared for that. Yeah. It's like, I'm now, not saying I'm going to eat their children. I'm just saying that that <laughs> chicken that my neighbor Jose keeps in the backyard seems pretty tasty right about now, you know? Yeah. Fudge is over there with a plan already. He's got which children already marked down on his map. Something <laughs> 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 <Okay>. breaks out. <laughs> Okay, look, I'm not going to sit here and pretend that my next door neighbor's kids yelling and whooping and hollering at 6 a.m. every day are really endearing to me because you know what? It ain't. But you know, they're kids. They're supposed to be, you know, exuberant and joyous. And you know what? You know, if the food's all gone and the grocery stores are gone and, you know, you can't, I can't eat my dog. I mean, my dog's got to eat. What am I going to feed him? Mm. I got to feed him children. Like. <laughs> Something. World's going to turn into a dark place, and Zeke the Corgi needs to eat. 
all I'm saying. Hit <laughs> the right button. You're short, but you're feisty. All right, Jesus. Moving on. Moving on from the apocalypse stuff over here. Yep. Brian also yep. wants to know. He says, "Can we get Ricky Alfaris to make a special intro for the host of the year as you introduce them?" What? No, that's so stupid. Oh, fuck this. Shit. No. <laughs> you, Jesus, is worried he'd never have music. Yeah. I'm just not. Gonna, I'm not going to entertain this question. There's this. Uh, <laughs> there's this song that Whoa. somebody introduced me to a long time ago. It's a, it's a, uh, it's a, I want to say some kind of Mexican song, but it's a Mayonesa song. It's like, oh, it's hilarious. And one of my friends used to play it like all the time. <laughs> Mayonesa <Yeah>. song. <laughs> yes. Uh, if I, if I search it, I will find it for you. But yeah, okay. I'll, I'll ask my buddy at work because he has actually on his phone still and he will play it at work when he sees me sometimes. Mm. But uh, Brian also wants to know, Jesus, what's your favorite color? Black. Black? Yeah, I like black. Hmm. Well, you got a problem with that? No. no. Problem with that? You, got, it's like, you said that like if I was offensive or something. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell, bro? No, it is. Yeah, huh? Mine's blue, so. I like blue, too. I mean, I like blue and gray. Silver. Like a nice you know? forest green. Forest green. Yeah, like a nice deep rich green. That's nice. Yeah, I like that. It's soothing. I think blues, you know, it, they're soothing colors. That's why black kind of surprised me, I think, because I think I like blues and your bright colors are kind of like soothing. Mm -hmm. Then there's black. There's bleak black, black. over here. Jesus, black over here, all bleak, <laughs> ruining my thoughts of getting through an apocalypse, you know. I thought I was going to survive anything. a zombie apocalypse, and now you ruined my thoughts. No, you're the first one dead, because you know where people are going to go loot? <laughs> You're going to go loot your rich-ass fucking condo place with the fucking taco trucks in front. No, I'm going <laughs> to have all this corn out here. All this corn out here is going to feed mm. people for a while. <laughs> your fucking self-driving tractor parked out front. Right. My self-driving <laughs> tractor is going to harvest this corn, and we're going to sell it for a little while. It's the first thing those people are going to go steal is that fucking self-driving tractor, your fucking taco trucks, and your fucking pool with your fucking TV Not screens the taco in the truck. Front. We got to keep the taco. They can have the lobster truck when it comes. They can <laughs> the have that damn truck. thing. <laughs> I'm keeping the taco truck. Uh, we'll see. Okay. Hmm. And our last question is good old Nipron. Jonathan, Jonathan Arcelo wants to know, how do you guys feel about Bitcoin miners also trying to get their hands on the newest graphics cards? We kind of spoke about this already. I mean, yeah. it kind of sucks, you know, like, but there's nothing you can do about it, dude. Yeah. It's like, what do you think about scalpers buying all the buying PlayStation 5s stuff? and selling them, you know? Or all the yeah. Xboxes and selling them. Right? I mean, the mining thing has actually gone on since like the 10 series of graphics cards, you yeah. know? Um, even maybe even like the 900 series, even like when the 900s were out, a little bit of mining, but but yeah, that 10 series it was a really good card for mining, and it really got kind of popular there. And then it died off in the 2000 series, and then it seemed to pick back up on this series. But I mean, it's just is what it is, I guess. I don't know. I mean, it's something we just got to deal with. I don't think any software that's ever going to come out from NVIDIA or AMD is going to stop these guys, you know? I mean, mm -hmm. you see stuff get hacked and changed to work 
the opposite the way it's worked all the time. You know, you see Nintendo Switches get hacked. You see phones get jailbroke. You know, you see all that stuff. So what makes us think that like a graphics card software can't be changed to prevent, you know, people from mining? Somebody's going to figure that out. Somebody way smarter than us is going to get paid a lot of money from some miners to figure out how to break those cards <laughs> and make them mining machines. Yeah. So yeah, probably exactly. smarter than the guys making them in NVIDIA and in AMD. This yeah. guy, the guys people making out there, the fucking software to lock it. Yeah, they're probably getting paid under the table <laughs> to unlock that stuff and give them some kind of information to do it. I mean, it's yeah. big money. Yeah. I mean, I would too. Know, like if I was said, the guy, money, legit, money if I was things. the guy making the software to lock it, I'd be turning around, going on a fucking dark website or just selling my information to somebody else saying, hey, motherfucker, you want to unlock this shit? I'm the <laughs> one that locked it. I can give you all the information to unlock right. it. Right. I give it a week when after yeah. that stuff would come out and it'd be cracked <laughs> easily, <already>. easily easily <laughs> it's gonna happen it's gonna happen anyways but that's it kind of, kind of a small week on questions <sighs> i don't think let me double check the, the discord because i haven't checked that in a while hmm. and nope wow wow <laughs> anyways Thank you to you, Fudge Grande, for being here. Yeah, well, thank you guys for having me. Thank you, Mayo, for being here. Of course. Thank Gunny for being here. And yeah, I mean, people can find me on everything at Jesus Box Lots. And uh, where can people find you, Fudge Grande? Plug all your shit, plug your Twitch, go! I'm going to plug it. All right. So twitch.tv slash fudge grande. I'm also on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and we got us a little discord channel where we uh, basically discuss all our bullshit as it comes up. Random mm-hmm. stuff. A lot of fun. A lot of good people. I met so many dope people doing this. So by all means, come check us out. Hang out. We, uh, well, not we, I stream Tuesdays and Fridays, 530 PM Eastern standard time. And then uh, Sundays at 230 PM. Every week. Nice. Yeah. Well, you can find me over on the Discord. Easily way to do it, Jesus, is the mail. You know, and you can find, you know, Evan Nuck Fudge. He he joined the Discord over here. You know, we we can hang out. You can find him in our Discord over here now, too. But uh, you're going to find me pretty much everywhere as the mail or the mail one. It's It's getting narrower, Jesus. That one is almost completely gone. I think it's maybe... Maybe Origin is the last one, but wow, you actually figured out how to get rid of it. Uh, Origin is the last one I cannot get rid of yet. I've tried. Email. I've tried some different options, email but nothing. Them. Email them, like, hey, motherfucker. Yeah, I need to email them. This is ruining my persona. You need to fucking get rid of this goddamn one and make me the Mayo. Hmm. <sighs> But, Jesus, with that being said, what does Gidget say? Peace out, Brussels sprouts! We'll catch you on the next edition of the Horrible Gamers Podcast. We're out of here. Goodbye. Good night.
service at this time. We're sorry, the number you have dialed is not in service at this time.